watching One Piece. Watching One Piece. We are. Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for the Rubber Boy anime called One Piece. My name is Joe. I'm joined as always by Jory. How's it going, Jory? <laughs> well, like Great like response. I tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> Like I tweeted, and uh, like I said, moments before we hit the record button, sure is nice to go out and uh, protest the existence of police, and then watch my favorite show about a rubber boy who breaks into a prison filled with horrific torture. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of the film that I remember reading this about. I think it was Ad Astra, which is a film I love a lot, but I remember reading for that, that... The film isn't just on the nose, it just is the nose. (laughs) And that is a phrase that I have used regularly since I read it, and it is something I would absolutely describe uh, Impel Down with. (laughs) Because there is no, it's it's so heightened, it's it's representation of a maximum security prison, it's almost a parody, but it is just like, now that's kind of like it though, huh, isn't it? Like. Like the, like the core, the core evil at at it. Even if it is like heightened to such an absurdity that it's played for for jokes a lot of the time, it is like no, but that's still it though. Like it's still that. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, so something that I think uh, I was thinking about that I'm sure someone might bring up, and it's it's important to note that it is fiction, and we we it's not. We can't draw complete parallels because uh, mm-hmm. all the bad guys inside this prison are coded to be very bad bad guys, and from from what we can understand, we don't know if there's any unjust imprisonments. There probably are, but uh, yeah, <laughs> the thing like piracy is is quote unquote illegal, but like Luffy's not like a bad guy. Like it's just yeah. like inher- inherently this line of work, this thing that you do is bad and evil and we're gonna meet a lot of characters that we've seen in the past that um you know have done fucked up shit even if we don't think they're at the core bad people um it's it's complicated it's messy and at the end of the day uh none of that shit justifies the (laughs) the torture that impel down uh brutally depicts comically and also not comically yeah (laughs) it's um yeah, it's it's. I, I think the the portrait it paints of, oh yeah, we starve people to death, but how they how they represent it is like quite literally we put a desert inside of a prison, and it's like so absurd, but also like I don't know. Have you seen Zero Dark Thirty? It's not that like it's just <laughs> it's it's not wrong. It's just cartoony. It's yeah. like it's like the second half of Ernest goes to jail. Anyways, which is to say, a cartoony prison. Um, there's no, I don't think there's actually any commentary being done in Ernest Goes to Jail, but I haven't seen it in a long time. He gets electrical powers? Yeah. <laughs> Ernest Goes to Jail is good because it has, like, experimental movie, like, lighting and coloring and is wonderful. Yeah, it's it's absolutely absurd. We're supposed to talk about One Piece, but I definitely think it's just a way to be like, this is a kid's movie, don't worry, kids, he's in prison, but it's fun prison. <laughs> Well, yeah, like that's like it's 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 like dark and scary, and then the moment he gets powers, it be beca- like or I th- no, I think it's the moment. It's either when after he gets powers, or it's just the moment where he goes into it yeah. that it becomes like purple. It becomes like a a Batman comic. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that's what we do on the Patreon now. Is it earnest movies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say there's there's no way to really string that between you know this show and that, but also on <laughs> on the God at Memorize Patreon, we're talking about JoJo and Elder Scrolls. So <laughs> Jim Varney has a rubber face. So I mean, he does. <laughs> Jim Varney. I had a running bit for a while when I was re- uh, reviewing the Star Wars movies. I was writing about them when I was rewatching <laughs> yeah, I them, and I had this running bit that Jim, like I would end every one with how Jim Varney should have been in the movie, um, which I believe uh, he would have passed between Phantom Menace. And clones? Don't remember. But I did say that he should have been Jar Jar Jango Fett. And I don't remember. I must have had a good joke for three. I might have just been mad because that movie sucks. (laughs) But yeah, no. um, Rest rest in power, Jim Vardy. It's a shame one of the last things you did was brown face. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Because I think... I don't know if Africa was the last one, but it it was the death throes of the franchise. I think Ernest joins the army is the last one. Which I think might also have it. Anyways, this is a One Piece podcast. <laughs> um, you can tell we haven't recorded in three months. <laughs> or at least a, a normal episode. We've done some Patreon stuff. Which is us uh, sort of watching something. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of uh, recap or analysis being done. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so the Impel Down arc. We, we have a clean start in a new arc, I think. I don't remember how many episodes we have it broken out into. I think it's four. But uh, yeah, we have a really good introduction to all the key, or uh, I would say all the key players of the arc, the environment that we're in. There's a weird filler arc in the middle of it to yeah. promote Strong World, which we're skipping over. Um, which we did talk about Strong World already. We already did that commentary. Um, it's it's weird that it's mentioned in a normal episode. I was one, but did you like recognize it? Were you confused by that, or did? <laughs> I I skipped over those. Yeah, I, yeah, completely. I know that we we skipped over those episodes, but the the cliffhanger of four twenty five is Son Goku talking about Shiki, and I was like, "This is weird." And oh then you, yeah, and then you skip over those episodes. I he he mentions it one other time, um, but it's 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 not canon, so I don't care. <laughs> it's almost it's weird that they included it in like a normal episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyways, yeah, impel down. We start off with Garp talking to Ace in the bottom of the prison, episode 422. And this conversation is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh... There's, there's, uh, there's some things that I didn't think were phrased this way, but on the rewatch, I obviously caught it. Uh, I, I wish I could remember better. I, I binged so much One Piece that I'm like, yeah, I probably like saw the setup and the payoff in the same sitting because I would just sit and watch fifteen episodes. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I didn't remember this. I didn't remember this conversation being about what it is. But Garp talks to Ace, and he's like, "I went to." He's like, "Oh, Ace, I'm sure you know what Luffy's been up to. You know, he's a strong boy, but in your lobby was just too much." Uh. Anyway, so I went to see him, told him his dad's name, and Ace's response to that was like, fuck our dads. And and I'm and like immediately just the phrasing of that is like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. How do you feel about this conversation? Um I don't think we've started an episode with such a big thing before. 
I I wasn't expecting uh to hear this conversation right away. I thought it was gonna be something like by the end flashback to like when when Luffy breaks in and is like, "Hey Ace, it's me, the Rubber Boy Monkey D. Luffy Straw Hat." And he's like, "I love <laughs> you, bro." He'd be like, "Guess what? Grandpa came and talked to me, and here was our conversation." That's, that's kind of what I was sure. expecting. Yeah. But. <laughs> um. Well, that's not it. Uh. Um. Yeah. It's it's interesting how this this conversation is great. I think for characterizing Ace. I mean, we haven't really gotten a ton of Ace characterization, frankly. Like, we love him. He's a great dude. We know, like, you know, quirks and personalities about him, like, part of his personality. But, like, this is the first, I think, like, real moment we've had with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very clear, I think, in Alabasta that Oda is just kind of, like, setting a seat for later. Um, He's like, He has a brother, what the fuck? (laughs) Luffy has a brother. He's really strong. He's with this guy called Whitebeard. I don't remember if we knew he was an emperor yet. Um, but we, but like right away, like we meet Ace. He's cool. He's Luffy's brother. Really strong power. Works for Whitebeard, chasing Blackbeard. That's all in Alabasta. He gives him this paper that I don't know if Oda knew what it did yet. <laughs> but eventually, it's just you know, it's just the the Beaver card. Um, and and now we're getting these like sullen dark moments. Like the next time we see Ace, well, the next time we saw Ace was fighting Blackbeard, which is mainly just a cool fight. It kind of establishes how much he loves Whitebeard a little bit more, which is set up in Alabasta, but it's like... Is that even, like, more than one episode, or is it, like, two or three? Max? One Piece used to be paced better, so... Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's... And and that's not even tied, really, that far into the Baroque Works plot. Like, Ace doesn't really interact with the crocodile stuff. It's kind of a a spinoff. Uh, yeah. Which is probably why it's removed from the movie, but it makes the movie suck. Because um, yeah. <laughs> Ace rules. Uh, but now we're like, hey, let's catch up with Ace. Oh, shit. He's in prison. He looks like dog shit. And the first really time we get to to see the side of him is him talking to Garp. Which, all right, that on its own is is fascinating because, like, all right, this conversation seems to posit that Luffy and Ace don't have the same dad, but Garp is still coming to see him. See the uh the thing that I I focused more on was um Ace mentioning that he hates his dad so much that he took his mom's last name and Correct. then I started thinking ah oh, fuck Luffy has to have a mom huh oh no we know his dad <laughs> what about his mom <laughs> uh listeners of this podcast that aren't Jory um will know I think it was on the Stampede episode I talked to Andrew about my Luffy mom theory. <laughs> That's even scarier than you uh, just oh, wait, have no. a theory. Wait, no, just kidding. I don't have a Luffy mom theory. It's a different mom theory that is, I can't say more. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm confusing theories. I don't. I know there are Luffy mom theories out there, though. Is the thing. Um, I, I wonder if. I wonder if it'll ever really be a thing that comes up, but. Yeah. No, I, I do think it's it's weird how at the beginning of it, all we heard was Luffy. It's time for dinner. <laughs> we never saw, heard her again. Yeah, it's weird. Then he went off and he got the Keyblade. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, that's will surely not go at this pace the whole time. But this episode is, or this this conversation, I think, is a big a big deal. 
Um, but yeah, so Ace hates his dad. He did. He hates him. He took his mom's name, Porcus, um, and also is like he says, you know, Luffy and I we're brothers. Both of our dads have, you know, we we both got criminals' blood from our dads, and that's the only good thing they ever gave to us. And he says he took his mom's name, and he says his real dad, the only dad that matters, is Whitebeard. Yeah, and they played a. Uh, a nice like flashback thing of what lo- what was like a younger ace like crying like looking like he went through something rough and Whitebeard is like don't worry about it I'll be your dad now yeah and even even though Whitebeard is a big scary man immediately I think oh Whitebeard's pro- uh, definitely a, a better guy than most of the Marines <laughs> yeah um I'm excited to talk more about Whitebeard just on this podcast eventually because I love him. <laughs> And I and I love that this is our like we we've seen him, you know, fight with Shanks and he's like a big dude. He's getting old. He has a huge fucking crew. Um, but just like to see this moment where like he goes to Ace, a person who we love already, and is like, I am going to take care of you. And we're like, he's gotta be a great guy. He's gotta be the coolest guy in the world, because he wants to take care of our brother Ace. Because <laughs> we are Luffy in this situation. We we are we are also on this journey to see Ace get rescued, and we'll talk about Whitebeard a couple times because a lot of people throughout this this chunk of episodes are like, "Whole shit's gonna fucking explode because Whitebeard's gonna save Ace, right?" Like, everyone is scared <laughs> yeah. of this. I, I've I've decided that when Whitebeard eventually shows up, it's going to be uh of like WrestleMania proportions for like a One Piece thing, and I'm not saying that just because I like wrestling, but there's no other like just an apt metaphor vaguely end game but i don't the the way marvel does stuff i'm not going to compare to wrestling because i I think it's fundamentally different but it's just like the big blow off you've been building up towards for forever that's where after that nothing's gonna be the same but you still keep going yeah. immediately after that is like the next day after like that's the big thing they talk about with uh uh-huh. WrestleMania is they're always like, and then the next day it just we start the cycle over again, and that's what's going to be after that big <laughs> old confrontation between the Marines and everyone. They're just gonna the story's just still going to keep going right immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Marineford is definitely a WrestleMania. <laughs> I, I I definitely think like that the comparing it to something like yeah, everything kind of builds up to um to a breaking point. Um, yeah. that fundamentally changes everything Th- yeah that's that's I, I i keep saying this is a good year of the podcast and we're in it <laughs> um and and yes we will keep building towards it but for now luffy is, is is trying to get down into this prison to save his brother um is there anything else from that conversation that like i think we touched on all the like reveals and like how wild it is <laughs> to get that now because i don't i don't think we've seen yet who Ace is in his cell with. That comes no, later. we don't. Okay. Um, but I, I just thought it was like, it just how Garp interacts with uh, Luffy and Ace. Like, he's talking, he's not talking to them like they're prisoners. He wasn't talking to Luffy like he's a, a criminal. No, he knows him. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a, he is a grandpa. <laughs> he's being their grandpa and not like, Angry military dad. Yeah. Garp is an interesting character 
Yeah, they show him do some more interesting stuff later that I'm just like, how do you still have a job? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, they, they, they do say why he still has a job, and Sengoku, whoever, is like, well, you're lucky because of this. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Garp, Garp is fascinating to me, but I will talk more about it later. Um, we we don't cut away from that conversation to Luffy quite yet, because first we meet an old friend named Alvida, who I will say, I don't like their dub voice. This is the first time I've heard it, mm. and I don't like it very much. Um, which just, uh, I don't know if, if I bring it up every episode or not, but I have been re-watching the dub mainly just so I don't have to give it my full attention. Um, but also, it's nice to, I think, it'll especially come up this episode, that uh, it's nice to see the difference between the subtitles and the... Yeah, in the dub In the, the dub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely be a thing in this one. Um, but yeah, so this scene runs on kind of long, but it's essentially the Buggy's crew is outside of Impel Down because they want to save Buggy, who is in Impel Down. So right away, it's like, what the fuck did that idiot do? Um, and yeah, Al- that's what I want to know. <laughs> and Alvita is just talking them out of it. Eventually, they give up. Yeah, she's just like, "Hey, this is my ship now. Uh, there's tons of sea kings, and also Impel Down is filled with tons of super scary marines." So they're like, "Sorry, Buggy, we'll miss you. We'll <laughs> thank yeah. you for all the adventures." Yeah, which is yeah, them saluting and crying is a is a very funny punchline to that. And we still don't cut back to Luffy because first. We get a peek into how bad the prison is. We see a lot of, like, I think we, we cut into a jail cell, and I don't remember what they're fighting about or who said, oh, yeah, it's like a new guy who eats all the food, and the older people are trying to, like, you know, make him starve, earn their respect or whatever, and um, a big bull comes in and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> so prison sucks. I don't know what level this is on, but from the visuals, I'm going to guess one or two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't really see what the bull is. It's just like this big shadowy figure with a mallet that's clearly not like a dude. Yeah. But that happens and then we finally check in with our big our big rubber boy Luffy. Uh they're still on the marine ship as they're pulling up. He looks at Impel Down and says, like, Oh, this is a lot of ships. This is more than Buster Call, which is one scary, and then Hancock's like, Wait, what the fuck? You've seen a Buster Call? <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't know if it's... I don't remember if... I don't think the Marines publicly acknowledged the Buster call. I think they just no. blamed everything on Luffy and didn't say they called it. Yeah, and I th- I think when they destroyed Robin's Island, I'm sure they covered that up in some way. But I feel like if you're... I don't know, people know what it is. People know what Buster call is. I feel yeah. like I feel like the law is around... The the laws around the history, I feel like if they were like, yeah, we use Buster Call because these people were heathens, like the, the oh. average law-abiding citizen would be like, well, I mean, that's the law. Yeah. Can't imagine of a, a comparable comparison to that in real life, but... Nope. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, he is, again, sneaking in, uh, like, holding on to Hancock under her cloak. They kind of just have conversation, and it's kind of weird that nobody can hear them, but whatever. Uh, the the tension in this rises because Hancock needs to be searched and she has to wear C-PRISM handcuffs um, before she can go into the prison because it's a maximum security prison. She's a very powerful pirate. What are you going to do? Yeah. And now it's like, oh shit, what the fuck is Luffy going to do? Um, the, 
in passing, we hear that Buggy has gone missing. <laughs> I don't... It doesn't matter. Um, and then uh, we are introduced to our first important prison staff, uh, Hannibal. There's a Y in it. It's not Hannibal, it's Hannibal. He's a dumbass, I hate him, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he look like that? I don't know! He's got, like, a weird sphinx head. He has, like, the same, like, nose structure as uh, the actual warden. I don't know if they were intended to be related. They look completely different, but they have, like, similar faces. Um, but, you yeah, know, he has a weird design, um, and he says what... He has, like, no filter on what he's thinking, so he'll say shit yeah. like, yeah, our dumbass warden is, like, down there being a useless piece of shit. Oh, sorry, that didn't come out right. God, you're pretty. Like, shit like that. It's usually played... I usually find it funny, but, I mean, as, he's a... It's it's so funny how little he gives a shit and how much he will sabotage yeah. himself in an attempt to, to sabotage someone else. Because he wants to... It, and it's, it, it also feels goofy that he he's in sort of in charge of the prison. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he's up there at high officials for this prison. It's It's interesting how... This prison is really painted as, like, the people in the highest authority are completely incompetent. They're strong, they can do a lot of damage, but they're fucking morons. I can't yeah. imagine what that could be about, you know, like, if it, what the deeper meaning of that could be, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also, everyone in this prison has uh, an armband with an interesting shape on it. Yeah. Everyone sure seems to be dressed like uh, Nazis. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's it's very unsubtle. Um, including, we're gonna get to a new opening later, but there's, like, <laughs> the, the uh, there's arm gestures in it that are just, like, okay, they just did it then. Cool. <laughs> sure. They, oh, yeah, we're also introduced to Domino, who is, like, I don't know, somewhere underneath Hannibal, who is just, like, going to conduct the search for, for Hancock. I'm glad that it's a woman for this bit. Also, this, it doesn't yeah. actually go anywhere that bad, it's just, and it could have, it could have so easily... <laughs> The 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 worst it got was uh people watching on the the tr- uh, video transponder snails being like yeah. oh wh- hell yeah we get to see you're naked but then they mm-hmm. don't get to <laughs> yeah yeah that's like a weird cliffhanger in in this episode because it's yeah completely doesn't matter how are they gonna get out of it yeah and then it's yeah it doesn't matter at all <laughs> but um yeah so Domino's great um she has like I mean she doesn't really do anything but I think the fact that her- one of her two character traits is finds Hancock attractive is enough for me. Um, but she also explains that like, I was like, Oh yeah, you're, you're coming to see ACE, but there's also some other really powerful uh, criminals down there, including, uh, you know, your former co-warlord Jinbei and uh, also your other co-warlord crocodile. Um, so he's down there. Uh, and yeah, so we, we kind of end on this, this, uh, this search, like what is Luffy going to do? How are we going to get out of this? And like, we just zoom all the way out to like how like the, the how the prison is fucking surrounded by ships and it's like thirty three hours to Ace's execution. So we've got like we got clear understanding of the stakes. We know where we are, how long we have, and I mean obviously anime time is is as stretched uh, the rubber boy himself, but um you know, there's numbers on it. Yeah. Uh time limits, stakes. And then, yeah, 423 starts off with, uh, fuck these, fuck this stakes. We can turn the snail to stone, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says, uh, what is, 
Oh, I think she says, please be gentle. And then it manages to, then she uses her power to, to turn Domino yeah. and the snail to stone. I have to wonder if everyone watching it also got turned to stone. That's a good question. Does it, does it work? <laughs> wonder. Does it work through? I mean, I don't turn to stone when I watch the cartoon, but if the power was real, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wish I did. I wish I got turned into just a, a statue, and then my mom walked by or something and was like, "What's wrong with my son?" I want Boa Hancock to turn me to stone and shatter me into a million pieces. <laughs> me too. Like that part in Terminator Two where he turns to ice. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He, here's what I want. I want her to turn me into stone, and then I want Robin to make a bunch of arms to throw me off of a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and shatter when you hit the ground. Yeah, and she looks bored while she's doing. She's she's sitting there reading a book, so she's like not even really paying attention while it happens. Ugh, I never would have expected this to be how our podcast ended up when we started it. I'm gonna be completely honest. <laughs> you didn't expect us to turn to degenerates. <laughs> uh, you, uh, there's a character we're gonna meet later who's also very unsubtle, but there's. You joked that she was like the level up form of uh, of Khalifa. of Khalifa, and I said that no, there's a character later on that's uh, another like a third level past to go even further beyond Sadie. Um, and obviously, you you can't you don't know this character yet, but if anyone's watching this and is like caught up through Whole Cake, uh, there is a character who I think is intentionally designed and how hot it would be if she killed you. Um, and I just want you, to, I just want to plant that seed. And and let everyone else at home know um, that it's been planted. Uh, but anyways, this scene's nice where Luffy like thanks Hancock and is like, "I'm all right, all right cool. I'm gonna go off and do this thing." It's the first time he says her name for real, and that destroys her. Um, yeah. We get a flashback to all the times he said her name wrong, which is a really <laughs> funny bit to me. <laughs> I think it's good because. From from our our perspective, it's funny because Luffy is just an idiot. Yeah, and then from her perspective, it's like oh, he's warming up to me more. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> well, I think there's something interesting about the rest of Impel Down, in which Luffy is so quick to, and this is a thing that we'll probably talk about for the next year. Um, Luffy is so quick to be like, I know this person a little bit. We're on the same side right now. And I think Hancock yeah. is the same way. I think he's like, okay, you're helping me out. That's cool. I really appreciate it. But he's also, yeah, he's also a huge fucking himbo. So it takes him like six, <laughs> it takes him like six days to learn her actual name. <laughs> and like, it takes him like, you know, later he's going to meet up with Buggy and it takes him like a while to remember Buggy. Which to be fair, why yeah, would he? I, I why would he? I like how he, he, he remembers Buggy faster than he remembers some other people, mm-hmm. but he doesn't remember things about him, which I think is funnier. Yes. And also, <laughs> I think it's telling who he does remember right away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, God, I love him, Paul Down. Um, even if there's a lot of things <laughs> questionable about it. Um, you know, Hancock is going off to meet the warden. Uh, which is, I believe, on level four, and Luffy has to go his own way to to get to Ace. So he's going he's going stealth mode um, for a little bit. Anyway, um, we cut away to some some like weird blue guys. What are their names? Blue gory, blue gories. 
Um, uh, yeah, they suck. <laughs> they're, they're just these big guys in blue that beat the shit out of prisoners. Wild. No, yeah, I can't imagine what that could possibly have a deeper meaning for. Um, they're... they're go ahead and... You know how in, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, when they're like, okay, this Sonic the Hedgehog game, uh, Eggman isn't the bad guy and you don't fight robots? Blue Gory would be, like, bad guys in a Sonic the Hedgehog game where you don't fight robots. Yeah, they're weirdly fuzzy. <laughs> There's a lot of designs in Impel Down that feel a little out of One Piece. And I think it's it's interesting because, I mean, Impel Down is stuck between so much big deal shit that I think... Nobody really talks about Magellan that much, <laughs> um, but I uh, we'll we'll talk more about that as it goes on and how it compares to some other bad guy arcs. Impel Down is uh, weird for a lot of reasons, um, but yeah, uh, they're going down this elevator. There's some great quotes I have written down from the elevator uh, that I'll get to in a second. But first, um, as Luffy's like hanging upside down from the doorway, he mouths, "Thank you." <laughs> this is really funny. And uh, Hancock thinks that uh, just just by reading his lips, thinks that he said, "I love you," and she just <laughs> collapses to the floor. Um, I could be more crude about how they're representing it, but I won't. Uh, but just, but just, <laughs> yeah. but just know that that's what they're doing. Um, and I think it's very funny. I think the dynamic that uh, Hancock and Luffy have is. It, it yeah. I, I always say that like it would be really easy for them to fuck it up, but I think it's perfect. <laughs> it it's it's great because it's it's like mentioned like Luffy's completely unaware and he's also not like taking advantage of it. Yeah, and, like, and no one else can take advantage of it either because she any yeah. anyone else even looks at her and she steps on them. Yeah, exactly. And they and they thank her. <laughs> Like, like the worst they got was just when she's laying there sick in her bed, and, they, and one of them was just like Luffy, and she's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and even and even that was trying to explain to the viewer what the fuck was going on. And what what this makes me excited for is in fucking four thousand episodes <laughs> when Sanji's like, "Oh fuck, who's this hot lady?" And then she ignores him as in love with Luffy. Yeah. And that's just, that's going to be a fun interaction. Yeah, that's got to be like burning in Oda's back pocket to just one day have... Absolutely. To just have Luffy, Hancock, and Sanji in the same room. Also, like, <laughs> the thing is, like, their whole crew would be like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, like, what is going on? Because they, they definitely say something to... Like, Nami would probably be the one to say something like, don't, don't you know it's like she's like in love with you or something? He's like... Of course, I love her too. She's one of my best friends, like all of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so she's going down to meet the warden. Uh, there's some as they're going down. Uh, Hannibal's like, "Oh yeah, a lot of people on this first level aren't that bad." He says these whippings are a formality. Um, it might be Domino who says it. It's one of them. Uh, he but he does say indulge in the cacophony of screams. <laughs> yeah. Which. Is a funny line, even if it like it's it's very pointedly like, yeah, they're just real evil. All this sucks. Yeah, to a to a comical <laughs> end. Yeah, as I uh, I imagine it, you know, being difficult to find comedy in this sometimes, but um, <laughs> Impel Down is so cartoonish. Um, it is. It's like I take it seriously, but also 
Jesus Christ, there's a Sphinx here, um, which we'll talk about. Uh, but uh, we see Buggy escape. That's the next thing we see. We'll, we'll later find out that they didn't know he had a devil fruit power, so he didn't have the handcuffs, so he's able to just separate and get out of the, the jail cell. I don't know why we're seeing this now if they planted that he already escaped. I don't know if this is just out of order or whatever. I think it's so they can, like, we know where he is in relation to, like, Luffy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, he immediately walks in front of a snail. <laughs> and starts being chased by the blue gory. Luffy's also starting to explore level one now. He's gotten down here, and there's just this very fun bit where uh, Luffy is just like you know casually walking through. Buggy accidentally starts activating traps that affect Luffy. So we're just cutting back and forth between Buggy running away from Blue Gory and just hitting all these switches, and Luffy being like, "Oh shit, what the fuck are these traps going off?" That I, I don't know. They're, fun. They're cool. They look fine. Um, and uh, eventually, eventually they end up in the same spot. I think Luffy is talking to some people who are in their cell, and he's like, "How do I get lower down? Where's my where's where's Ace?" And they're like, "What the fuck? Who are you? You're not wearing. You're definitely don't work here. You're definitely not a prisoner. What the fuck is going on?" Um, and eventually the blue gourd is kind of like run towards him. Luffy starts running away. And after about 30 seconds, Buggy recognizes, uh, (laughs) that straw hat. And, um, I love, I love their interactions as they're like running away and like screaming at each other or well, Buggy is screaming. Luffy's like, Buggy, Buggy, do I know, (laughs) do I know a Buggy? And then eventually he remembers Orangetown, which was to be fair. 400 episodes ago. <laughs> Obviously, we keep thinking about Buggy, but Luffy doesn't. Luffy's got more important shit to deal with. He does. His brother. Yeah. He wants to save his brother. If I was Luffy, I would have forgotten about Orangetown. <laughs> I would have forgotten about Orangetown by the end of Arlong Park. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, then you, and then once you burn down in this lobby, where the fuck do you... There's yeah, who 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 remembers Buggy? Uh and the answer is I mean obviously us cuz we love him. Um I love Buggy's dubbed voice. I don't Does it match him? It absolutely does. Uh between I also love the way he's animated in this arc. Like he's so Yeah. So he has so much energy. I um but between the all of the people that he's that Luffy has teamed up with so far inside this hell prison, they just have they get so much like is it possible for animated characters to chew the scenery? <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, it, they and I think they all have stuff to do, which is so impressive. Like, no one is showing up just for the sake of, hey, this character won a popularity poll. It's always it's like it's like Oda wrote, how do I you know shuffle up some pre- some past characters? No one, no one too evil. Actually, maybe one character or two characters too evil. Um. But how do I shuffle up some characters that have been in the past that would, you know, understandably be in Impel Down right now? I'll formulate the perfect prison break plot around them, and then all of them meet up accidentally. Uh, and that's kind of how Impel Down feels sometimes. <laughs> um, I like it. I like the convenience of it. Buggy, uh, Buggy's between his dub voice and the way that they animate him in this arc, I described it as having big worthy kids energy. 
I don't know if you've seen any of his animations. I have not. He's done a couple of really great ones lately with uh, Tim Bat in them, um, which I believe is just called like Big Top Burger. But uh, there's just something about like I, I I I'm just gonna have to pull it up and show you. So I don't think and if and if you're um if you're 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 listening at home, look up Worthy Kids W O R T H I Kids. Um, I mainly just see all their stuff on Twitter, um, but they also have uh some stuff on like they they upload their longer stuff to YouTube. Um, I'm posting this if you haven't already found it, but just like there's like a weird electric energy to it. Also, I mean the big top burger stuff is everyone's kind of dressed up like a clown, so it helps. Um, <laughs> but just like the 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 graveliness of the voice that can also go extremely high. Um, and the fact that he's not made of rubber, but his face can, can feel every different emotion. (laughs) Yes. Um, it's, yeah, it's so much fun to watch. I love Boogie very much. Um, I, I hope Andrew is right. And then he becomes King of the Pirates. Especially after all this shit. Uh, probably the the boy (laughs) fails upwards. I'm telling you where, uh, so they're running away from the blue gory and eventually Luffy just fights them. Um, what I like about this yeah. is that Buggy is like, fine, I'll help you. Um, but like he it's he is reminded of Shanks and he's like, You're just like Shanks. I hate you, you're an asshole, but I can't say no to you. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I I think I think Impel Down works for a lot of the same reasons that uh Joss Whedon made the Avengers work, which is you know all these characters, and I'm going to make them bounce off of them in a way that makes sense. They're not going to immediately be friends. They're obviously still going to have them. They're still going to look out for themselves above all, but there's enough of a connective thread that when they do sink, you're like, yes, they're sinking. And that payoff comes off. I think when they get to level four or something, there's one fight in particular that I think is really, really good that we do get to in this podcast episode. But anyways, I think that's the end of the episode is I'm like deciding to, to fight? I don't even think they fight in that one. Or just start. Yeah, they get ready to... Uh, they stand off. Beat up all the blue gory. So the next episode, 424, uh, I, I think I brought this up on a previous episode that I will go into the comments and they will say when the episode starts. Like, um, when the recap ends. And I just want to point out on this one the comment that said, episode starts here. And it just said, blaze up. And I was like, okay, so it starts at four minutes and 20 seconds. And that is some, somehow the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. I don't, it's not like saying it out loud. I'm like, it's not that funny, but like experiencing it. <laughs> Actually, there's another thing I think in one of these episodes where Buggy, like, there's a long pause and he goes, then again, which is just like, yeah, <laughs> that joke is written just for me. I saw it in Yu-Gi-Oh when I guessed it on a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, and it killed me then too. When Seto Kaiba is like, ha, 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 then again. Um, but this this is a very long pause, and then a buggy looks back to the camera, um, which we'll talk about. Uh, but yeah, so they fight. It's cool. I don't uh, have much to say about it. Oh, eventually, Buggy talks about how he met Ace once. Yeah, and they're <laughs> boy Luffy and Ace sure are brothers, huh? Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, s- scenes like that one 
they just really <laughs> nail it home too because they're just like, "Hi, I'm an idiot. I showed up to eat. I've fallen asleep now." And it's like, "Thank you, thank yeah. you for your fucking tight five, dude." Basically, Buggy's like, "What the fuck is going on? What do you think you're doing?" And then someone's like, "That's the Fire Fist Ace. He works for Whitebeard." <laughs> and then they're and then yeah, I mean, it, it seems like this meeting didn't matter either. No, oh, yeah, it's just, and they seem to have hung out for a bit too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like that anyone can bounce off of Buggy. He is such, and he's yeah. such an agitatable man. The earliest memory they've showed of him is him getting angry and ruining his own life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's so good. But even, but that, but like that's his whole thing now. That devil fruit power is so good. Yeah, I like that they gave us an explanation for it. In this chunk, like how it really works. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like very quick uh, power explanations in this chunk, mainly just because like, hey, look, we know you haven't seen this guy in years, but just real quick, <laughs> this is this is how he does it. We learn that Buggy has met Ace, so he's like, yeah, you know, I like him. He's a good guy. I guess I kind of feel compelled to help you a little bit, and. What really pushes him over the edge is that he recognizes the bracelet that Luffy's wearing. He looks at it and he's like, no, it couldn't be. And then after like 10 seconds, he's like, then again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, there is a, a I, I'm sure I put a spotlight on it in Thriller Bark. But did you actually yeah, you did. did you actually think like what did you think was going to pay off? And did you think it was going to be some. Thing that convinced a buggy not, not to help a treasure him. map <laughs> not a treasure map no i would have assumed it was something like he gave like he gave it to ace or something when he gets back to him is like here you go bro or like because it's just an, an armband that he like gives to someone like i i would have expected that and you get like an emotional moment like him giving the hat to uh, sure. like him getting the hat from shanks kind of thing not uh, the key to a treasure. Yeah. And to be fair, maybe putting a spotlight on it made it seem more important. <laughs> but it was just like, huh, they really like let this sit for a while. Because he just, like for no reason, likes a bracelet at the end of Thriller Bark. And he wears it through now. And when he like loses his clothes in uh, Amazon Lily, he specifically asks, hey, I want my bracelet too. Yeah, and, it, and, like. and in this, when Buggy's like, hey, could you give it to me? And he's like, well, no, it's 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 a gift from Nami. And I like that little thing. And then uh, he's like, all right, well, if you give it to me, I'll help you with Ace. And then he very quickly is like, oh, well, I mean, Ace is so much more important. Here you go. Nami will understand. Yeah. Nami probably already forgot about yeah. it. So, yeah, so what's interesting is the bracelet is that Buggy says... He doesn't intend to say it out loud, but he does. That it's a treasure map to Captain John's treasure, which is, I don't know, just a thing that Buggy really fucking cares about. I don't know if we've heard about it any other time. No. Um. But he, I, I feel like on on a level for like a pirate, one thing that it could be he like you could think if if there's one big group of treasure, there could be a clue within that big group of treasure to get the one piece or just by discovering this big treasure that's not nearly as big as the one piece 
Uh, it gives you some kind of like standing and clout that you can get more crew members, something like that. That people are like, whoa, he found Captain John's treasure. He can probably find Gold Roger's treasure too. Yeah, which he will. I mean, Buggy will be king of the pirates. Um, yeah, he's he's gonna be king. That's what the show's about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's like, oh no, I accidentally said it out loud. Now Luffy won't give it to me, but he does, and Buggy cries <laughs> because he's such a sweetheart. There's like several moments in this arc where previous villains talk about how kind Luffy <laughs> yeah. is which is so yeah, funny so good. <laughs> um he does that and buggy's like all right grab my feet so luffy carries around buggy's feet for a while and this is where we <laughs> uh learn that his power he can like he can float all the pieces of his body as long as they're near his feet and it seems like he can't yeah Carry his feet for some reason. He can't carry his own feet. <laughs> yeah. So Luffy has to carry his feet, and then Buggy flies through the the room. At some point, he picked up a big axe from one of the Blue Glory, and then uh, we cut back to the elevator. I don't remember what starts this scene. I think Hancock's just reminiscing about something, and then Hannibal starts talking. But I wrote down her quote, which is, you interrupted my romantic reverie, which I think is a thing I'm going to start saying a lot. <laughs> That's really good. And then, uh, yeah, and then she steps on Hannibal uh, and, and like points and looks down at him and he says, I thought I was being polite, but she is stepping on me. Actually, this is hot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud, he says, but it's so it's, it's he says it so straightforward yeah. is the thing. This is like it's nothing. It's weird. I, I, I think I said this about your own brand of comedy recently. I think off mic, but it kind of feels like Hannibal is no selling his own jokes. Or like <laughs> the actor is no selling the character's jokes as he's reading them, which feels like it could be a, just a bad performance, but it's not. It extremely works. So shout out to dub voice Hannibal. Anyways... Uh, Luffy and Buggy continue, uh, they reach the Crimson Forest, which is just a bunch of red, I don't, I'm realizing now that maybe the trees of Blades weren't always red, and that bums me out. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't consider that until Um, right now. So, they did go through all the levels of the prison, and I don't... They they didn't they didn't state that there's the only thing about the last floor is that, like that's where the highest bounties are. There's no like fucked up torture there. I guess because they're just sentenced to death, so like the torture is like waiting to die. But it's just weird to me that like the first level, yeah, there's there's like fucked up animals and stuff on like levels one and two, and level two has like blade trees mm-hmm. that cut you. Level three is a desert. Level four is just fire. And then level five is, well, you're probably going to get executed. But we also don't know if they're going to get executed because uh, there's other people there and we haven't heard about them getting executed <laughs> or going to be executed. Just ace. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, it's like maximum level for like people. They, they say it's like bounties over a certain number. Over 300 million. I think it's like right over what Luffy's bounty yeah, is. It's high. Um, ace is down yeah. there. But um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, f- it's f- fucked up and weird. I actually, the thing about the bottom floor level that we'll get to in a later scene is, like, having a bunch of 
completely unmemorable characters down there as fodder kind of lessens how it feels to be like, shit, Ace, Jimbei, and Crocodile are in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> also, a bunch of nameless fuckos who don't matter and are just here as a, a you know, a peanut gallery. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like it'd almost be more impactful if it was just like those three guys by themselves in this yeah. bottom floor. And there's a... I mean, there's a reason that they bring in some nameless people, that, but I would, I don't know. They could have done something else. Um, anyways, the, the, the way that they get past the Crimson Forest, it happens in like 30 seconds. Yeah, there's just a big old hole. Yeah, yeah, well, they fly over it on Buggy. Like, Buggy flies Luffy over and they drop his feet. Of course, he is immune to blades, pretty much, um, from his power. Yeah. But yeah, they get, there's just a big hole that goes straight down to level two. Which is the fucked up animal level. And um, yeah. Buggy tries to ditch Straw Hat. Like, Luffy jumps down first and he's like, all right, well, that idiot's gone. I'm going to leave now with the treasure because I'm a bad man. Uh, and then someone someone throws an axe at him and it cuts off his head. <laughs> and like, he, he like starts to, like, his head's just floating there and he's yelling back at the guy. And then he realizes his body is falling down. <laughs> and um, his feet. So he, he's, he has to go down with it. Very, very funny. And our cliffhanger on this episode is another familiar face, or rather, a familiar uh, hairstyle. A big, a big three, which we haven't seen in a while. <laughs> no, we have not. Did you ever think you would see Mr. Three again? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're going to see Mr. Three a lot. <laughs> such, such like, well, he, uh, the, they show why he's perfect for like a prison break scenario, but... Exactly. What a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can make anything out of wax. He's perfect. He's great. They're lucky <laughs> to run into him. Uh, yeah. So, 435. Four, uh, I realize I'm writing the wrong... I wrote the wrong numbers down for a lot of these episodes. But, uh, 445, I think. Or um, 25. 20, 25? Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're way off. What I wrote down is 245. Which might have been oh, the, okay. might have been the time the episode started. <laughs> that might be why it was there. Um, the running away from a very strong hippo. Yeah, there's not. The, I, I I feel like this episode doesn't have a lot to talk about because it's like yeah they run from a hippo they run from a mantis. Um, I think there's the mantis. Men. Yeah, I think the I think the mantis getting stuck and them just walking away is funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's the big chicken, which is uh called a basilisk. I love how Buggy describes it. Oh, is that what it. they called it? Yeah, that's what the dub calls it, is a basilisk. Uh, the sub called it a cockatrice. Interesting. They're, the basilisk and cockatrice are interchangeable. Okay. I wonder... Somewhat, depending on, like, what media. Yeah, I wonder if they doing. just decided, like... or I wonder if it's lit... I wonder if it's just cock. I wonder if that's why the dub that was might like... Be it, yeah. We should go basilisk. Who could who could say? But uh, Buggy's like, yeah, that's what happens when a chicken comes out of a snake egg or some shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is uh very that's funny. What you need. And um, this is when Buggy witnesses third gear. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, we we cut away and cut back later. But when we cut back, he's like, hey, uh, your fist was really big and now you're really small. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, They're just like it's, it's gear third. What about it? I, I yeah, I love people who knew Luffy so long ago having to meet him post in his lobby. 
And it's the same reason I, I, that, like, you know, people we haven't seen since before the time skip, I'm like, I want them to meet Luffy. I want them to see what he can do now. What do you think Arlong would do if he just saw that Luffy could, like, make his fist big? I don't know. Arlong's a character I would, I'm very, I, I don't know if we'll ever see. Like, he's one, like, there's kind of a bit of me that's like, yeah, it's One Piece. It's, it's you know, it's comics. It's probably building to an end game like scenario eventually. Like, Mar- like Marineford is, is on par with it, but like, um, like more so, uh, like, like even, even bigger. I think, um, I think there's a point, and Wano is kind of this point too, where it's like, what if we just, what if everybody was there? Like, what if, <laughs> what if we just, what if we just did a lot all at once? Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll get there eventually. The thing about the thing about this arc and what Luffy's going through right now is that he doesn't have his crew. Um, yeah, which is what makes it special. Um, but I do think you know eventually One Piece is going to build to a point where it's like that scale, but the Straw Hats together. Yeah, uh, this is this is way future predicting. But some seeing what's going on here with Luffy working with like Buggy and Mister Three and everyone is like they're going to get to that end game type scenario and they're gonna flat like something's gonna happen where Buggy like has a chance to just like murder Luffy and he's gonna think back to like oh fuck Luffy helped me break out of prison I can't kill Luffy <laughs> or something like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I think a lot about like what the big thing is gonna be um like what the big like. I'm, I'm like I don't know. It's got to be like Blackbeard versus Shanks or something. Like that's that's uh, in my heart. I think that's like a very strong possibility. But I don't know. I mean, the world gets bigger constantly, uh, so it's 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 hard to say. Um, but I love one. It's going to be like a hundred episodes of blow off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. My range for it's long uh, on its own, and it's like there's no other straw hats there. Uh, but like um, the thing about the thing about like me trying to imagine like all right they're gonna have another large scale event like that that they're building towards and if Luffy's with his crew I think there will be like emotional stakes in it for all of them which terrifies me <laughs> where it's like all right Luffy has a clear focus he's trying to save Ace trying to yeah. imagine an event that touches on all. You know, <laughs> nine nine or so people, yeah, is, I mean, that's that's going to be the masterwork. That's going to be, that's going to be, can One Piece do that? Is, is Oda going to bring in the Russo brothers, uh, is, the, is the question. Because <laughs> um, that's kind of an impressive thing that they did. Uh, but anyways, yeah, comics are cool, One Piece is cool, and I think One Piece pulls most of its shit off. So, in terms of, like, those types of big events and moments. I do think that they like want to have a, like they want something to hit the way Inus lobby did. They want something to hit the way that Marineford does again. And I don't know, like whole cake's cool. Wano is pretty cool so far. More smaller character moments. That's the, that's the thing that I think can get lost when you get uh larger in scale. And that's, I think why, um, you know, Marineford's pretty fucking big. I won't. I won't pretend it's not before we get there. But there is a very small and contained character motivation in the middle of it. It is. I want to save my brother. <laughs> the entire <laughs> the entire universe, like half the world, is trying to help me. Half the world is trying to stop me. I just want to save my brother, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of Infinity War. It's kind of like, hey, can 
every single good guy stop every single bad guy from killing Vision. Because we don't want to do it. We could stop all of it by killing Vision ourselves, but no, we're going to protect our friend. Um, but anyways, uh, I don't... Hippo, yeah, where were we? Um, oh, meeting Magellan, actually. This guy is also weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hancock's... He's got some, like, fucking final boss of Castlevania look, like the original Cookie Monsters, what speedrunners call him. Yeah. He me of. Yeah, he's very... He's strange. Um, and he's got like these weird wings on his back. He hates dark. He hates the light. I don't know what the fuck they're going for with him, honestly. But some kind of like big vampire thing is just what I figured because he has like wings and fangs. Yeah, and yeah. I don't like his dub he's voice. He's a Dracula. I don't. He, yeah, he's a Dracula. I don't like his dub voice. It feels like someone running their voice through a filter. I think it is. Um, like to make it deeper than it should be. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> but. Our introduction to him is them walking into his office and being like, yep, here he is. Uh, he, he ate the poison poison fruit, and now he shits 10 hours a day. Um, <laughs> and if you take an account for, uh, you know, how much he has to sleep and lunch breaks, uh, he only really works like four hours a day. <laughs> you know, if somebody told me a prison warden doesn't do a whole lot of work, I'd say that's pure fiction just like this. Uh huh. <laughs> that's a real job. That's definitely something that they do a lot of work and work hard at. Yeah, you know, a, a maximum security prison that primarily just tortures people for no real reason other than to pass the time. I don't believe that someone who is fundamentally and biologically toxic and venomous, <laughs> you know, would would be at the top of this system and be incompetent and unengaged. And not pay attention to to what's going on. Like that's just that's just it's far fetched. Um, but one piece is a comedy, and there's no politics in it, so it's fine. Anyways, uh, yeah, Magellan's a fucking weirdo. It's yeah, he is. I don't like. I I really don't even know how else to like get at it. Like ev- everything about him is kind of a bit. Uh, and then obviously his poison power is will learn kind of just impossible for Luffy to do anything about right now. And, th- and another thing, too, is that, like, all right, he's the warden here. Presumably he's the big bad of this arc, but he's introduced exclusively as a bumbling idiot who shits 10 hours a day. <laughs> yep. And uh, they show that he does not have a good hold on his powers. <laughs> he no. accidentally poisons Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, if he, if he sighs too loud or, like, too much... Like poison, poison gas comes out, and uh, yeah, like his his staff regularly just has like masks on them, uh, for that, and yeah, Hannibal has to run off for an antidote at one point, which yeah, I mean like it's it's played for for comedy, but it's a very weird way to meet, you know, someone who is ostensibly a big bad, which is I think another reason that Impel Down feels like this weird um weird kind of arc in terms of like the the bad guy and the stakes. Although I like I like Impel Down a, a good deal, um, but he's all right. So he's an idiot. Uh, Hancock steps on him at one point, which is an, which is another thing. He's immediately stepped on. Yeah, we. I, I do like how how quickly they show he is uh, weak against her because there's like, oh fuck, there's an intruder and buggy broke out, and and she immediately goes, please take me to Ace, and then he's like, oh fuck yeah, I don't care about what's going on. I'll take you down to see Ace. Mm-hmm. Sure. She's too strong. Yeah, she's like she's overpowered. 
She's the most powerful person in One Piece, I think. The only person who could beat her is Luffy, because he is... I mean, I mean, surely he isn't the only asexual character, but... Um, Do you think uh, Hockey can, like, counteract her power? I, th- I think... Like, if you just focus really hard? I think... This is not a fun answer. Like, it's not funny. But I do think that, like, yeah, if your conqueror's hockey was stronger than hers, you're probably fine. I don't know. You just gotta, like, close your eyes and just, like, think about, like, something else instead. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, that uh, that marine guy, he had to stab his hand mm-hmm. so it wouldn't work on her. Yeah. On him. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's like, presumably you can get around it, but um, I don't know of anyone other than Luffy who would be completely immune. Surely there's someone I'm forgetting. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, just character rankings of, like, strong One Piece people. But I'm trying to think of One Piece as a wife guy. Because I feel like if there's a character who's, like, so in love with their significant other that they don't see other people that way, like, maybe that's a bit that could that would benefit them. But I don't know if... Is there anyone truly happily in a relationship in One Piece? Has that ever happened? Uh, Rayleigh and his GF. Even though she was, she did mention that. Oh, he's probably with just a bunch of women right now. Yeah, he would. He would absolutely kind of turn like... the stone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I do think that's yeah, that's like a, a you know they're happy, they're healthy, they're they're it works for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can't. I don't know. know. Zoro, Zoro's too stupid. I think he's he's been bashful before though. Hmm. Yeah, sort of. Um, maybe if if they 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 drew it out more, like they they there's been some implication with it, but Usopp and girl back on his island that I can't remember the name of. Kaya is that her name? That or am I thinking of a different girl? I do think that's her name. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like because the stuff that they've implied to there is that they have some like vague like to, to me at, at best the relationship seems like a seventh grade boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that he goes away for, you know, 900 episodes. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, whenever I think about Hancock's power on this scale, it just becomes like, so like, I can't think about anything else and it just derails every episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's strong. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's so strong. It gets us off track. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so she, she, she flirts her way out of the intruder problem. Uh, we see that Buggy has found the keys and freed everybody, um, hoping that they will distract, you know, the prison and he can get out. Um, but in reality, they're, they, they go and like, they, like, we see them run off and stop at a monster and then they go back in their cells, which is, I think, you know, some funny physical comedy. Where they're like, actually, I think it'd be better to, to stay in here than to, to die to the vicious monsters out there. Um, so he's like, fuck, all right, I guess I can't use them as a distraction. But uh, before he can get too much farther in that line of thought, Mr. Three shows up. Yeah! But you seen the, thought you'd seen the last of me. Um, what's the, yeah, there was an old Tumblr meme that was like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the, 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 the second half of the joke, but... Yeah, so Mr. Three shows up. We'll see more of him after the filler. Uh, this episode, yeah, Cliff hangs on, like, there's only one... Bi- Sengoku's like, there's only been one person to escape from Impel Down before, and it was Shiki, the Golden Lion. That's not canon, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and then there's uh, four or five uh, filler episodes. 
Four. I do like, uh, was it this one or the one after where Luffy, like, remembers him but also doesn't at the same time? Where I don't know what it was in the dub, but in the sub it was really funny because he's like, come on, don't you remember me? He's, like, pointing at his, like, hair and stuff. And then Luffy goes, oh, you're San, because Ichini-san, mm-hmm. number three in <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. I don't, oh, no, he just calls him three. In the in the dub, okay. it's like, oh, you're three, and he's like, it's Mister Three. Come on. <laughs> Which I think, in passing, we learn his real name is Galdino. Yeah, it like I think it mentioned he he like says it. He's like, I'm Galdino, also Mister Three of the former Baroque Works. Yeah, which I think um, I think of all the Baroque Works members who have real names, they are currently in Impel Town. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, Galdino, Bon Clay, Crocodile, uh. Daz Bones, which is a good fucking name. I love Daz Bones. Before we get, since there's the the filler, I got I gotta take a filler moment to uh go put dinner in the oven. <laughs> <I'll be right laughs> okay, back. sure. We know, we know, we know. It's another freaking piece of media about the Marmoset Chronicles. Before you stop us, we know that this series of movies has been talked about and deliberated on in analysis on characters, plot, cinematography, everything under the sun. And we know what you're thinking. Why do I want to listen to these two assholes talk about it? Well, we're going to try to come at it from a slightly different angle. We're talking about these movies and how they relate to us and the world in which we live in, a post-Marmoset Chronicles world, so to speak. And you can listen to us make our slow, laborious way through this eight-movie epic on your podcast catcher of choice every week until we make it through them all. Which will hopefully not take the 16 years it took the eight movies to come out. (laughs) Or maybe if it does, send help. We might have fallen down a time hole. So join us on The Marmoset Chronicles, a personal retrospective. Skip the filler. Fuck it. It's not canon. Um, there's like, yes, four filler episodes with, uh, it's just like a, a weird, like, it's, it's, it's just a complete, like, time cut because it's like, the Straw Hats are back together, they're on this weird island where everyone romanticizes East Blue because, hey, do you guys remember East Blue? Uh, the bad guy in Strong World does, that's it. Four episodes of that. Um, and then we come back to, Impel down, and we start with. Every time I say it starts with, I start to do the Lincoln Park song in my head. I'm so I just <laughs> I, I think this is the first time I've publicly admitted it, but it happens all the time. Starts with one thing. Uh, it starts with our first glimpse of Jinbei. I don't like his dub voice very much. Uh, it's mm. it's grown on me in the you know six or so episodes I watched today, but uh, or not today, but for this episode. But it's I don't know. It's like. It's a guy trying to sound like a fish, what, it's, which is not <laughs> uh, okay. not in the original. So I, I have a, a, this is an odd thing, and this might also be one that's good for Andrew as well. The subtitles say Jim Bay, J-I-M-B-E. Yeah, there's it, different translations go back and forth. <laughs> I think I've played two Warriors games that spell them differently. Okay. <laughs> and just, yeah, Jim Bay or Jim Bay. I've seen both, plenty. Um, but yeah. he's a big fish man. He used to be a uh, a warlord, and he yeah. turned it down. That we learn now. I, I think it's 
Uh, I don't know if it's in this scene or a little bit later, but uh, oh yeah, it's at the end of this episode where he's like, "I I don't care about that title. I don't want to start this war. I I like Whitebeard too much." Um, yeah, and we'll learn about his Whitebeard story later, which I think is extremely good. But for now, I think we're just getting a look at him, and uh, we check back in with uh, Luffy, who is um, running around with Buggy and Galdino, uh, and. Buggy has a great trick. He tricks them for like two seconds. Uh, Buggy, Buggy's <laughs> trick, if you will. Um, <laughs> but I Buggy's trick would be really bu- good. Buggy's trick is to send his feet into a different room and have them tap away. That's a really good trick. But then when his feet come back to him, they just follow it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it doesn't work really. It's it's a gag, and they're still being followed by them. Um, uh, Mr. Three, Galdino, decides to try and use Luffy as bait. Um, doesn't really work. Uh, and then we meet the Sphinx, the biggest, the biggest, uh, monster in this second level of beasts. Oh, there's something I want, I just remember I wanted to point out. So, we laughed at how stupid the zombie lion looked on Thriller Bark, and then the lions in this prison just look like those, but not undead. Well, these <laughs> That's are something I, I was noticing. These are we. They like, point out that they're manticores. They have human faces. Yeah, like it looks just like the weird lion thing on a mm-hmm. uh, on Thriller Bark. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I I, I kind of wish that there was a joke to that extent where Luffy was like, "Oh shit, are, do lions just look like this now?" <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, we they're manticores, so they can mimic human speech. So they just say things that they've heard before which i which, yeah. which at first is just like um uh oh, i'm dying help me get the key which is you know fucked up uh but then it starts saying like types of food and luffy's like shit wait hold on maybe i need to turn back uh the sphinx itself was the one who kept saying like noodles. different noodles mm-hmm. did did they change it in the dub because one of the manticores uh would say strawberry panties no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, it said like Ichigo Pansu or something oh. in the subtitles. It's strawberry panties. Weird. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I don't think anything. I don't even. Think, I don't. I don't. I don't even think they took that line and watered it down. I think they just skipped it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the when they meet the big sphinx, it just says a bunch of different types of noodles. Um, yeah, which is very funny uh, as it as it tries to attack them. This is when Buggy and Mr. Three, like, decide, like, hey, we both want to get out of here. Let's just ditch Luffy. Like, if there's two of that, now there's two of us that want to leave. Um, so surely that'll work. <laughs> Those, there's no way they get wrapped into it uh, for the rest of the nope. trip. And uh, this is when Mr. Three shows off more of his little wax boys. Um, I like that he says they're not as convincing without Miss Golden Week. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me wonder what, what they did with her because. On one side, she's a child, so I sure hope they didn't throw her in this horrifying torture prison. But also, her in like a an oversized prison jumpsuit sounds pretty cute. Yeah, <laughs> impale juvie. Yeah. Um, that one builds up instead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's like a she doesn't have a devil fruit power. Is the thing like? Yeah, we still don't know. She's just good at painting, and it's. Well, I don't know if we'll ever fucking see her again, but she was brought up here. She's probably uh, 
I bet there's one of those like the same thing with fucking uh, Enel like building robots on the moon. Oh there's yeah, probably something like that with with her and like maybe yeah. We we saw we saw a couple other uh, uh, Baroque Works people, so I'm I'm sure the I the ones that aren't in Impel Down are probably in like uh in between chapters. It thing. feels like maybe Andrew did say something about Miss Golden Week. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I can't remember. And I we've already been going so long. I don't want to look it up. <laughs> um, but get at us if, if in the discord, the orange groups discord, if, uh, if it has come up or if y'all know, or maybe we'll just talk about it again there later. Anyways, um, they get knocked. Uh, he makes a bunch of these wax figures uh, of himself and Luffy's like on top of them. So it starts to like, he says something every time he hits it. So, um, I don't remember what it is now. I don't know if it was any different than the dub, but the subtitles is like, Luffy's like, oh, it's that because Luffy was falling for it because Luffy's stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Luffy was like, oh, oh, that's him. Got him. Oh, that wasn't the right one. I think that's him over there. That's the right yeah. one. Yeah, he, he's he's playing <laughs> along. Um, I, I The Sphinx would say the same food over and over again, but I don't remember which one. Yeah. So, who I don't know. Uh, but eventually, the Sphinx does so much damage that they all get knocked down to level three. With the Sphinx. The Sphinx goes with them. Um, yeah. And we'll check in with them in the next episode, but uh, uh, the, this episode ends with uh, the bottom floor. We, we check in with Jimbe, who's like, I don't want to be, uh, I'm not going to start this war. I won't go against Whitebeard. The Marines are stupid for even doing this. Um, and uh, he talks about how, um, he talks about why he respects Whitebeard so much, which I think says so much about him and Whitebeard, and it's great world building. It does all three great dominoes because he describes it as like Whitebeard is the reason that Fishman Island is peaceful. Uh, also, for I'm winking at the camera of like, hey, there's a ne- there's another side effect of this being the reason Fishman Island is peaceful. Um, but he he describes it as like you know when the it, when the pirate era started. It became a very popular place for pirates to go through because it's the only way to get, you know, from the first half of the Grand Line to the New World. And it just be- it just became an awful, like, people were very awful to the fishmen and they kidnapped them and, and mermaids as slaves. And uh, Whitebeard basically was like, hey, this place is under my protection now. Everyone else fucks off. <laughs> and ever since then, Fishman Island has been, like, you know, good. And Jinbei's like, I will always respect the hell out of him for that, for... For protecting these marginalized people with just you know just the promise that if you fuck with them you're fucking with him um yeah and i think that like it's great characterization for whitebeard it's great world building about like how fishman island operates in you know the grand line uh the pirate economy and uh also like we know this about jinbei that he'll put that respect over the the title of warlord or whatever that job was, and uh, then Crocodile's like, "I'm gonna kill Whitebeard because <laughs> uh, yeah. Crocodile's down here." By the way, sure you can, Crocodile. Sure, yeah, you couldn't beat Luffy. Hey, uh, and... you, you, Ugh. you know, you know what else? We got a new opening in these. Yeah, does that that does that come in this, after this? That comes in uh, a this episode after the uh, four thirty one. Nope, four thirty. Oh, okay, cool, and. Uh, I didn't realize it until I was watching the last episode, but all the people that are falling, the first three that are falling are people who are helping Luffy, and then also Crocodile and Mr. Two, Mr. One, and I'm just thinking, oh, 
okay. <laughs> I I see why they're paired up together. And another thing that I I do think is a good attention to detail um, is in that opening when they show all the Shibukai, Jimbei isn't with them because he's refusing to join them. Correct. And you also see uh, Hancock, though, which I'm curious about because I don't know if she's... I feel like... My thought is that she'd, like, abandon, but... <laughs> Uh, well, she has to. We'll she out. she she does. She like is trying to keep up this facade and just keep the position to protect yeah. her people. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about. Well, I guess we can talk about that opening now. Like that episode ends with uh, the crocodile saying, "Like this is going to be the best opportunity to kill Whitebeard. We want to put an end to that era." Um, or crocodile, crocodile with the proverbial we. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So the opening, the first half of it is. Uh, my notes have it like two more episodes down, um, but it's a lot of the first half is like animated manga spreads, which I'm a huge sucker for. I love when openings do that. Yeah, and uh, more imagery with Ace, more impulse down, and then yeah, uh, everyone at Marineford, including um, Luffy and a lot of uh, previous villains and a character we haven't met yet, uh, falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah. That character gets mentioned though. Yes. Oh, do you did you did you place it just because you like have you seen them before? Do you just know? I have because in One Piece Pirate Warriors three, you just start out with them a oh, lot, so just going through the characters. I'm like, th- but my first thought when I see that character is, oh, this is a joke character that Oda made in the manga as like a a gag like chapter or something. But no, the, the characters are just designed like yeah. that. Yeah, Eva Chan, Ivan Kov, there's a couple different translation names for them. They are yeah. brought up. Um, I will talk about them at length. Uh, <laughs> probably next time, I would guess. Um, but they are brought up now. Um, I think I've told you that there's a character based on Frankenfurter, right? Well, the little bit they show that character, I, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, totally makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, the next episode we'll get uh, real into Happy Pride Month, everybody. Um, <laughs> oh no! Before that, yeah. Before we'll, that's you know that's Marineford. We'll talk about Marineford, but uh, it's this is another thing or two. Like because they're adapting the manga and people are like looking forward to things they probably already know. It's like is that yeah. a spoiler <laughs> or like it's it's well it it's, it's I don't know. It's, it's definitely weird. like feels like less of a spoiler than the fucking uh Water 7 opening showing Luffy and Usopp fighting. <laughs> yeah. Or the the Inus like, lobby showing uh second gear before it happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. Yeah, the openings are showing you hype things that you're looking forward to being adapted. So I don't I'm not sure if you notice it with JoJo Part 2, but JoJo Part 2's opening is incredible because before the characters are introduced, the characters are silhouetted. Correct. And then yes. after those characters are introduced, you see you see them. Yeah. And I would love if One Piece did that. Yeah. Or just anything needs to do well, that. Yeah. Uh, a, a show that that did that that it's a lot of work, so exactly. I understand why exactly. they wouldn't. Especially if, like JoJo's twenty six episodes for the first season, this is weekly forever exactly like, yeah. a, another show that uh that did that is just a slice of life show that i like liked when i watched it which was working which is when new people like got hired at the restaurant they'd get thrown into the opening so they weren't just left out mid-season yeah the first season of gotcha man crowds adds people as it goes which i love also gotcha man crowds is a fucking incredible show um everyone should watch it i still haven't seen season two even though it's like been four years um <laughs> but uh yeah 
Uh, yeah, JoJo's great. I love, um, I love especially like the part one opening. You don't see it until everything in it has happened. Because it, yeah. it's just like a recap of like the first two, three episodes. <laughs> but with, Pretty with much, like yeah. the great fucking, I miss the 3D models <laughs> of JoJo openings. Um, as the, but, yeah. <laughs> but also like the songs for part four are so good. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could talk forever about JoJo openings. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this shows all of that. At the, I don't know, shonen shonen openings are weird. I, again, with like it being an adaptation, adds to that. Um, yeah, but it is good. The song's good. I do good. feel like uh, the the song to me doesn't feel like tonally correct, but that's okay. <laughs> the song feels like a slice of life opening to me. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I like it a lot, but I think I like it a lot. And also, yeah, like it's like there's a there's a very cheery. Yeah! While all the fucking Nazi cops are like saluting, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a uh, wild tonal like dissonance. But something that's um I have done uh more than once is just put on uh, a playlist that has One Piece openings in order, and I just stop before it gets one I haven't heard. That's a wild trip to go through. That's just like oh yeah, because you get like <laughs> Believe as as track two, which is like n- nothing like what's before or after it. Yeah. And then you see the animation just like back to back to back. It's like, damn, this show is is old. Yeah, it's it's yeah. The episodes we're talking about right now are like eleven years yeah, old. Yeah, we're in, we're about to finish two thousand nine. <laughs> Coming up on uh, the social network's release year, an important moment in history. <laughs> but yeah, uh, great opening. I I do I do also love watching all the openings, just to like go through like holy shit, it used to look like this. This used to be the aesthetic, and now we're here. Um, and seeing like characters be introduced and things. Whenever there's like a straw hat joining, I'm like, when are they going to be in the opening? Like that's what ma- <laughs> that's what that's what matters to me. <laughs> but anyways, all my numbers are wrong. But the next episode, oh, something I wanted to point out. Um, I went into the comments of this next episode to find the time, and wouldn't you know it, they're still talking shit about Gray Fox. Do you remember this? <laughs> oh no! That's a guy who just like comments on stuff and people yeah, hate him. Yeah, right? uh, on a Funimation, he just like says that he doesn't like the show or whatever. But like, it's such a consistent thread <laughs> <laughs> that whoever this has been going on since Jesus. Yeah, I. Ugh, it's so funny to me. Uh, um, but yeah, it's I. I saw it uh, on every episode from here on out. <laughs> um. But uh, a lot of this episode is people realizing what's happening. Um, so, like, people in the prison are starting to realize, like, oh, shit. Uh, is that Luffy? Is that someone's... Not, now there's three people down there. One of them's not a prisoner. They're getting lower and lower. Uh, and now Garp and Sengoku are learning about it as well. Yeah. Is this the conversation you were talking about? Is this the cookie scene? Or is that later? Um, Just the one where they're... They're, like, talking to, to Garp about it, and he's like, that's my grandson, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, you're lucky you're a, a big war hero. Yeah. Do we know Garp's claim, like, why he's a warrior, like, what he did, or just that he's, like, of I don't think so, important. just that he's high-ranking. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, he's also, yeah, he's a big dumbass. Um, I wonder how he genuinely feels about Luffy trying to save Ace, or what, like... Cause he's like, hey, you know I, what? I, I like that you're good at what you do. I wish you were doing marine stuff, though. I, I feel like at, at Garp's core, he is proud of Luffy for 
being himself is a little too way to simplify. Like acting on his own accord and not doing what others tell him. Sure. Like I feel like if he would like Luffy to be a Marine, but if Luffy was only a Marine because Garb told him to, he wouldn't be as happy as he is. He wouldn't be as proud of Luffy as he is. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 Garp's complicated in that way because he's like, I want you to. I want you to do that, but also like. Yeah, I do think he would be dissatisfied if he wasn't doing what he, what made him happy. But he's also like, yeah, that conflict inside of him kind of makes him like a shitty grandpa. <laughs> and yeah. also, I mean, he's we met him by him punching Luffy, <laughs> which yeah. on its own was confusing because he's made of rubber. Yo, how did that happen? Um, so the Luffy gang wakes up in the third level now which is the heated starvation hell, um, what I wrote down as the Zero Dark Thirty level. And um, <laughs> they walk around in a circle for a long time, kind of just getting you familiar with how fucked up this level is. Uh, Luffy's already hungry to begin with. And um, when they make it back a circle, they're like, oh shit, we're back to the Sphinx now, which is unconscious. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, we've gone in a circle. Then a net catches them. And including the Sphinx. So they're all caught up in this net with the Sphinx. And this little boy comes out and says that he's like in charge of this level and all these people. And uh, he kind of looks like he's a toy. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe him. Because I'm like, I feel like I, I kind of want to compare him to. Uh, oh, what's that idiot's name? There's a character in Resident Evil 4 who's very evil and small. Oh, Salazar. Is that, no, Sal, is that Salazar? I think, yeah, yeah, Sadler's the old guy. They're just very similar names. I think it's Salazar. I think you're right. Um, but he doesn't really look yeah. like him. He's just also small and evil. And, like, young, not like, like, young-looking small. He looks like a child. Yeah. Um, but his name is Saldeth, and, which is subtle, subtle yeah. And <laughs> Luffy's like, Salt Death? You should change your diet. <laughs> And he's like, no, you moron. <laughs> um, and at this point, after they like get introduced, the Sphinx wakes up and starts listing off pastas and uh, destroys the net and uh, breaks them out. And then Luffy punches a bunch of people. <laughs> and uh, Buggy and Mr. Three like leave. The Sphinx is fucking shit up. I think, is this the scene where they're up on a bridge and they're like, talking about how they want to get away from Luffy, and Luffy looks up and is like, I'm glad you made it! Yeah, and then and then they're both just start crying, like, he's so pure! Yeah. He's so kind! <laughs> and I, I feel like I, I haven't watched much stuff. I'm sure there's probably other things that do it, but this feels like almost like a comedic, like, they're they're making jokes about the goofy, like, the shonen character fights someone and then they become friends kind of situation that they're having here. Yeah. It's And I I haven't seen something like that. And it feels funny that stuff like that happens in One Piece, but also they're making jokes out of it too. Well yeah, it's it's like it manages to, at least in my opinion, kind of subvert it because it's not like like Robin's a weird case because she is kind of she was intentionally vague up until yeah. Water Seven because her leaving had to be a believable mystery. Um, yeah. And Luffy's just like, yeah, I mean, you seem cool now. And obviously she was like, she was Crocodile's enemy by the end of Alabasta. Um, and, you know, Frankie was always kind of this moral gray area. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> those are really the only two examples of like crewmates who were former enemies. Um, although I would very much like a straw hat, a new straw hat to be a, a former enemy that um, will probably never happen because they keep revealing to be more and more of an awful person. Um, so I, that redemption arc becomes more and more impossible for me to rationalize. Um, but anyways, uh, do you really want Bellamy to join? That's not that's not who I meant, but that's a great fucking call. I actually love him. <laughs> I, that's what I was going off of because I remember I was like, Bellamy's an asshole. You like he's my sweet baby boy. I son. love Bellamy. <laughs> he's so good. Um, I don't. I don't know. He he has fealty swear to someone else. I don't know if he'd ever be a straw hat, but um, no. I'm I'm thinking about um. A character who has a very good laugh, and I would get to make a lot of vape jokes about. Um, but I, oh, I, hell yeah. it's they're, <laughs> they're really doubling down on. No, he's a war criminal. <laughs> uh, so who? Yeah, I, I probably won't get what I want. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I love them a lot, and I think there's, they are a character who has an an idol that they and they want to be the best at something, and I'm like, that's a straw hat, like. Yeah, he's evil now. He's you know he's tortured people. He's a war criminal, but at the core of things, maybe you could turn it around. It's probably not going to happen though. Um. Anyways, uh, what was the? F- oh yeah, so they're kind of um changing that because like the situation that Luffy's in is so like by the seat of his pants, and he's just like, yeah, I, you're not actively antagonizing me. Like I fought you. When you were like, you know, I fought, I fought Buggy and Mister Three. When you were like, you know, kidnapping Nami, and the bad shit happened on the Giant Island. Um, and I mean, Bon Clay was redeemed before he disappeared. So, <laughs> in Luffy's yeah. eyes, anyway. And I mean, you know, it'll get further complicated later. But yeah, it is like such a common thing that like One Piece is not making them less shitty people yet. Just like. Ah, we have the same goal. Yeah. Like, like a prison break is kind of a perfect scenario for that too, where it's like, ah, we have the same goal. So yeah. fuck it. Absolutely. They run away. Luffy's fucking shut up with the Sphinx, and the the big cliffhanger for this episode is a uh, a wonderful singing voice <laughs> that I recognized. Me, I was like, hey, wait a minute, is a is robot Frankie in prison? In here? <laughs> <laughs> is Django? <laughs> Uh yeah, um Kazuki Yao. I don't think they have I don't think the same like I mean Frankie's voice in the dub is deep. So okay. it's not. Yeah. And, and Bon Clay is pretty close to what Kazuki Yao is doing for him. Mm. But uh yeah, it's it's our boy Mr. Two. It's uh it's it's Bon Clay singing a and, song uh, singing a song about when you're queer. <laughs> um and that is what the dub says. It says queer. That's um, that's amazing cuz like I didn't think it'd do that because the song says something like "man," like something man, something woman. When you're queer, you're a little bit of both, and it's you know, and that is in the dub. That is in the dub that, for sure. That's not something I expect them to do in the dub, and it's something that I don't know. It, it clicked in my brain the last ep in the last episode we watched. What they're doing with that with Bonclay, whether or not it's like good, I'm not gonna like. It's it's a good thing to do, but it 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 works because he he can he can make himself look like anyone, so he can make himself look like a woman, make himself yes. look like any man, and I think that's what they're going for. And I think they did not consider any other implications that could be drawn on how like bad portrayal can be 
It's pretty bad. Yeah, I. It's it's funny that you say that because it also kind of clicked with me in a way I hadn't realized before. And I like Bond Clay. I still do after having this realization, just because there are so many incredible things about you know their character, um, despite being yeah, fundamentally based out of yeah homophobic transphobic um, tropes. And but yeah, so there's a flashback in a little bit. I think in this episode of uh, when Bond Clay like sacrifices themselves at the end of Alabasta so Luffy can get away. Yeah. But there's a line in it that I never clocked. Maybe it's just different in the dub. Uh, but, he is, but he says, like, people like me can, like, be, like, can disguise themselves however they want to be. Like, that's what makes him powerful in that moment is he pretends to look like Luffy. And I'm like, huh, that sucks. Uh. That really sucks really bad. Uh, because it is, like, I never really can... Oh, I dropped my vape. I never really connected... And this is probably just like I kind of feel dumb for not doing it sooner, but I never connected Bonclay's power of capturing any appearance he wants with the transphobic implications of like men are pretending in dresses. It's a disguise. It's it's deceitful, which is a very common transphobic, hurtful you know trope implication, uh, turf talking point. Um, and I just never. Connecting those dots seems kind of obvious to me now, but it was in watching these episodes where I was like, oh, bummer. <laughs> and like you said, like, I, I do think it's not, I don't think it's unintentional, even if it's not like intentional. Like, there's a lot of yeah. things with the queer characters in One Piece where I'm like, this is played up for comedy. It's just like, it's the kind of thing where Oda would, and I think, spoilers, there's a canon trans character in, in One Piece currently that I think Oda has just actually gotten a lot better about certain things. Um, but this feels like the kind of comedy where it's like, oh, I'm not, you know, phobic or racist. I make fun of everyone equally. And this kind of feels like one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, it's just a joke. You know, it's just yeah. a parody thing. And I'm like, well, this this is an inherently hateful thing. <laughs> and And I think the redeeming quality is that it's like actually a really well fleshed out character. They're not you know, inherently yeah. weak for it. They're actually very, very strong for it. And they're not like, they, I, I, it got me thinking, and I'm sorry for bringing this thought to people, but they don't portray him as like predatory in any sort of way towards like men or women by using his like power and everything. No, which they, I, I feel like they could easily lean into that too. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of my defense of One Piece is certain things are like could be a lot worse, yeah. <laughs> and it's really not. Like it, it really feels like it's just like a surface level comedy thing, and it's like it's gross and it shouldn't be doing that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, uh, it's it's never predatory. Um, it, like it's, he, it's like he's just he, really good friends with Luffy, and they have a bond. He's not like creepy to Luffy. Like they yeah. don't have him. Like it's funny that Hancock is into Luffy and Luffy doesn't get it. But it's also funny that this weird guy is into Luffy and he doesn't get it. Yeah, they never do that. He's just a good friend. Um, yeah, he's never, like, his his power to pretend to be other people is always just used in very certain circumstances. Like, before it was to pretend to be a king, to do, uh, you know, subterfuge. And here it's like, I'm going to trick this guard uh, at this at this point. But yeah, it's never... It never goes that far, which yeah. is, I guess, a silver lining, at least in my eyes. <laughs> and, like, that's there's a couple, like, unsavory jokes uh, when he shows back up in this, um, out of the mouth of Buggy, 
and um and and Mr. Three. Uh but it mostly washes away. Like it doesn't eventually it's just like, yeah, he's just here. He's just a, yeah. a character who kicks really fucking good. He's always having fun and he's like it, it, there's no self-hating in it also like yeah whether uh, not that I you know Oda is a person I trust to, to do that with but <laughs> um he he sings this great song about he, how he's not a man or a woman and and uh he has fun when he's queer um yeah. and you know there's I, also there's also a million added layers of all of this happening in a prison which we'll <laughs> talk more about next time when we meet our boy Ivankov it's or our, our friend Ivankov it's kind of hard to say I, I still was just blown away by them just subtitles just flat out saying that because he didn't say anything like that in Alabasta at all. Like, no, he but just I mean, had that weird design, and you could you could draw those comparisons and like how you many could see what how many years are between it though? Like, yeah, that's like which is like exactly like a question I have. Like, if uh, if Bon Claire I like or Ivankov were to show up now, I'm like. Been like eight years. (laughs) Yeah, and like, but like, like between like another ten years between you know this arc and the introduction of Ivan Kovbon Clay coming back up, the uh, where Sanji is right now, like all of that stuff, I don't really think Oda would do now. And again, like, there's a trans character in Wano, and it seems to be just cool. Everyone says it's just cool. I'm not there yet, but (laughs) it seems to just be cool. So yeah, like maybe it's like it's just using that. I think it's using that term in like completely good faith. Which, um, to be fair, and this is something I have to state, uh, the the reception of that term is very varied. That's a bad way to phrase it, but it's it's varied by like region. So like it's 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 generally considered to be reclaimed and uh, a positive term by you know queer people, myself included, in the states where you and I both are. It's still very much. Uh, derogatory in places like the UK. Like I have friends over there who are like, no, it's not reclaimed. Uh, you you can't just say that as a as a universal thing. Um, and I I can't like and this, this, and that's the thing. This is being localized for. I mean, it's being localized for North America, but presumably, I think Funimation's localization team is all US based. If I had to guess. Yeah. Um. So, uh, um, your mileage may vary in terms of uh those things, but. Uh yeah, it's it's interesting. Um uh, you sent me some Snapchats of a lot of times that Bond Clay refers to himself as queer. Uh and not all of them got into the dub. Um Okay. <laughs> a lot of them are replaced by uh Queen and by Swan. Um So Swans sw- never die is what he says. <laughs> that's okay. That's uh, <laughs> that's that that one's interesting. Queen, that's another weird choice, right? Like, I mean, yes. <laughs> considering that's the, well, that's the thing. Bon Clay, I don't think is like like this description of him, where he's describing himself as like not really a, a man or a woman, is like you know cool, uh, uh, you know, on paper hypothetically. Um, but so much of his character is still based around like a drag queen aesthetic. Like he's always kind of been a a cis dude or like when he first shows up his presentation seems to be and also the uh the term that they use primarily in alabasta is like uh associative of like drag queens cross-dressing that kind of stuff and now you know using queer saying that he's not really in column a or column b feels a little more you know actually gender variant um but yeah they keep using 
you know, queen. So I think it's just a gray area of people who are like, I don't want to, we, we probably shouldn't say queer this much. We probably shouldn't say queers don't die. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's yeah. It's like you're yeah. they're They're playing with fire. Yeah. I should have known that this would make the episode go so much longer and I didn't even consider it. <laughs> oh, sorry, wheels. <laughs> of all the things to make you listen to. Um, oh, yeah. No need to make a big deal out of it. Anyways. Um, what else? That's, that's the, cl- we didn't even get past the cliffhanger of them singing. Um, no, we just get, we just immediately jumped into the, cause that, that was the thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the cliffhanger is them singing, and the the song ends with "When You're Queer." Uh, but yeah, so the next episode, this is where all my notes for the new uh, opening are. But then, all right, so we open up with uh, Buggy and Mister Three talking to Bon Clay. That yeah, they make some unsavory jokes that I don't like and won't repeat at, at Bon Clay's expense, and they basically free them and send them off to, like I I guess they. It's it's not on screen. I have to assume they mentioned Luffy and they were like, I love Luffy. Please let me go see them. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah. are, are you sure he's over there? I'm going to I'm going to go that way. Because yeah, uh, I'm like those two assholes. Bon Clay is like, I want to see my good pal Luffy. Yeah, I, I well, do, I, I do like that. They're uh, like them, them showing like what well, it, it's nice with Luffy and Bon Clay, how they, they're. The intro- those two like meeting each other was like a positive thing, and I think that shows yeah. through with how he, he, Bar- Clay he did redeem himself as mm-hmm. like separate from the broke works, but also his introduction as just like a goofy guy that got on their ship is yeah. it it it's why he's gonna be more friendly than Buggy or Mister Three who yeah. got their asses kicked by Luffy. Yeah, he he bookends Alabasta in a weird way, uh, and he he's kind of always been a, like a Baroque Works member. He fought Sanji. Uh, he did a lot of awful shit in the Baroque Works plot, but yeah, he does end on that note where it's like, you know what? I'm not like it was a job. I did it. It's a bummer. Let me repay you by helping you escape the Marines. And he, and yeah, and like Luffy, Luffy didn't fight him. <laughs> Luffy's Luffy met him as a really fun guy who has this you know funny devil fruit power and uh, yeah and then the last thing he remembers him doing is is you know helping save him and like that scene you know played for comedy but like Luffy and Usopp and everyone's like crying like thank you yeah and then I think I'm assuming the next thing that happens is Robin shows up uh but yeah Luffy and L- Luffy and Bonclay are friends I think Luffy is friends with. Just every every like queer coded character, I think. To be and to be fair, like other than Bon Clay in the beginning, um, I mean I don't know the Sanji stuff is a gray area where it's like, because I, I was gonna say none of them are really villains. Um, I think One Piece is worse about having uh, racially coded villains than queer coded villains. But uh, the the Sanji stuff is a gray area where it's like, well, he's being terrorized. Um, and then obviously Bon Clay starts as a a bad guy um but ivan cobb is cool i have so many things i, sh- I want to say about ivan cobb that i don't know when i can um but uh anyways what oh this is when we meet sadie how do you feel about sadie oh uh, that's a, a character <laughs> it is um no, i sure do wonder if um it has anything related to sadistic. 
I don't, I don't know. It's a that's a stretch. I mean, she's a leather clad whip mommy dominatrix. Um with big boobies and big, yeah. uh, her uh her her midriff is exposed and has a, a lot, lot of her boob. A lot of her is exposed in this like and, gimp gimp outfit. You know, the thing I was more focused on honestly was the big ass like imaginary friend behind her. Yeah, she has a big yellow koala binder. It's weird. Um yeah, she yeah, her name's Sadie. She's the torture expert. And she's in clad in pink leather. You don't see her eyes because she has big hair. Um I forgot about her. I completely forgot about her until you Snapchatted her to me. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. That's a one piece character. <laughs> um yeah, she whips some dudes. Uh she makes a lot of noises um in in a positive response to it. And yeah, and then the koala's there, and that's weird. She's locking down the prison, though. Like, that's what she's doing. Um, yeah. She's, like, closing the gates so nobody can come in or out. Or I guess just not, I don't know, because Hancock hasn't left yet, so maybe not. And she does successfully leave, so I don't really know what she's doing. Um, she's locking some gates. Uh, anyways, Hancock finally gets to Ace. Uh, this scene lasts for too long, and she's just kind of verbally assaulted the whole time. By prisoners, by nameless, faceless goons down there. And this is when Magellan shows off uh, his poison again to calm them all down. Uh, and he just, like, murders a dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, like, he says a point, like, don't don't forget that I, I also, I have both the power and the authority to uh, kill whoever I want in here. And he just, like, yeah, drowns a nameless, faceless dude in, in poison. Uh, and while everyone's screaming about this, we see Ace, or and we see Hancock silently, or not uh, silent to us. She's saying things to Ace. Um, he makes some some faces, and obviously we know what she's probably telling him. And uh, I don't think we actually find out until later. Yeah, just a couple episodes. But this is also something I th- I, I assumed what she was yeah. saying, but I didn't think we'd get to hear it as soon as we did. Yeah, yeah, he he tells uh, Jin Bang a little bit. Um, yeah, Luffy is fighting the Sphinx again until Zoro appears. Hold on, in yeah, and in, in prison garb and doing a ballerina pose. Is that is that has to be Zoro? <laughs> Luffy's just like, oh shit, it's my best friend Zoro, who I've known for four hundred plus episodes. Who he got thrown in jail, I guess. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Everyone's got to land somewhere. Uh, yeah. so yeah, Bon Clay disguised as Zoro comes over and kicks the Sphinx to save Luffy. Uh, he says, Swan, uh, he's like, oh, it's actually me, Bon Clay. He says, Swans never die. And, uh, Luffy, uh, Luffy immediately remembers him. He's like, oh, God, I'm so glad that you're okay. It's very cool. Um, uh, yeah, the phrase that I wrote down that bugged me from the flashback was, we are masters of disguise. Um, and I was like, mm, gross, don't like it. Uh, so that's a bummer, and I was a fool for not seeing the light sooner. Um, but Bon Clay is very, very happy to join Luffy on his quest to the bottom level because there's someone that he wants to see on level five, and we've already alluded to it because it's Ivankov. And uh, he makes sure to say he's the the like leader of a very special island, and then they showed the island that Sanji got sent to. Yeah, all the queers come from the same place. Don't you know? That's why we have flags. <laughs> I can say that. What? I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> there's a 
tweets that I see every so often. It's like, what country are all these people from? They're always hot. And it's yeah. always like some the, like... The lesbian flag. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Like, that's always good. Mm. Well, there's also the well, the one find that's like, I'm a lesbian. It's like, I thought you were American. Which is very <laughs> funny. Comedy. Uh, happy Pride Month, everybody. So, they're fighting. It's cool. Like, Luffy and, and, uh, and Bonnie Clay make a great team. I will say that, in my opinion, just because, like... Obviously, like, I don't know, looking at prison garbs isn't great, but uh, Bon Clay having, like, clothes that actually just are normal clothes, I like his design, like, 100% better. Like, I don't love the big puffy hips and the swan shoes at all. They're so over the top. So just being like, yeah, these are just normal pants and a shirt. Great. Because he's got, I like his face, even if it is kind of... It's just trying to do man and makeup. It's just that, like, that inherently doesn't bother me, even if I know the intent is shitty. That's a weird gray area with me in One Piece, where I'm like, I think they're trying to be shitty, but they're not going. They're not going for it hard enough to upset me. So, like, all especially within Baroque works, everyone looks so absurd. Yes, like. that's true. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I mean, One Piece is like fucking. Look at Pearl. Like one piece, yeah. Fuck every, that guy. Every fuck pearl. Everybody looks like a goddamn insane person. Um, so like trying to say that like, all right, but this one's that way because he's queer. It's like no, no, he's not. Like, uh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's not a defense of One Piece doing things that I think are mean spirited sometimes. But um, it's just kind of my experience watching it. It kind of washes over me. But yeah. Uh, they fight some stuff on this level, and Magellan is like, uh, or Hancock leaves, so now Magellan's like, I guess I should address the, the, uh, intruder thing, and, uh, Luffy and Bon Clay have to fight the mallet bull that we saw before, um, and it's really fucking strong, <laughs> uh, it beats the shit out of Bon Clay and Luffy, uh, which I think they're selling up this thing of, like, Luffy hasn't eaten in a long time. So he's like, he's starting to run out of energy, <laughs> but he still pulls off second gear, which Bon Clay gets to witness for the first time. And, uh, he's still pretty beaten up. Um, how do you feel about the, the, the bull with a mallet fight before we move on? It's scary. It is weirdly <laughs> menacing. It like, I think because Despite it's his like stupid ass design. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it looks unfeeling as I think the thing. Yeah. Like, it looks goofy, but yeah, it looks like it's it's just going to hurt without impunity. Yeah, it's fucked up. But yeah, I mean, we'll see more of it again later. But uh, Luffy knocks it back with second gear. And even Bonclay's like, I don't think it's defeated, but it's far away now. <laughs> They're moving on now to level four, which is uh, even hotter than this one. But uh, until before then, Luffy asks who Bonclay wants to see, which is this is when he says it. Uh, and my, I wrote down... Uh, the leader of the queer folk. Um, and they say queen of the queens. Those are the two mm. descriptions for for Eva Chan, Ivan Kov. Well, I, th- there could be a third name in the dub for all I, I don't know yet. But. but yeah, that's apparently on level five. As they're getting down to this level, they're on like, this is kind of like a big smokestack pillar that they're in. Um, and there's like a ring on the outside that they're standing on. And coming around the ring now, uh, towards them is Buggy and Galdino being chased by the Mallet Bull, which is presumably where Luffy sent it to. Which is very funny to me. I wish I got to see it. 
Um, and this is, I think, this is a big payoff moment. This fight that they do, they're running away together for a little bit. Where Buggy, there's a long extended bit where Buggy's like, "Now, Luffy, surely you remember the the Buggy Ball?" And it's like, <laughs> it is like, Buggy, I don't remember shit about you. That that giant cannonball I threatened your life with, and you almost died because of. No, I destroyed I don't. it. An, I destroyed an entire village. It's like my signature move. <laughs> And no, Luffy doesn't fucking remember that shit. Um, why, and, why does Buggy feel like an abridged character just but actually in the series? Because One Piece is fucking funny, dude! Like, that's that's exactly why! <laughs> he feels like a parody of an actual character in this show. Um, also, I mean, yeah, it's just... I don't know, One Piece is very funny. I think that's, as, as much as we talk about how, like, cool and emotional it is, it is also very funny a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I love that he gets so fucking worked up about this, because this isn't even the move he does. Um. And he's, he's essentially, Mr. Three is like, all right, fucking who cares if you know what, just, just do it, please just do it. Yeah. And um, he's like, oh, okay, great. Well, uh, anyways, I have a smaller portable version of that attack. Um, <laughs> this is just as strong. The the muggy ball. It'd be yeah. like, you don't, you didn't have enough confidence to keep your own name? <laughs> Which, I don't know, muggy mini buggy ball. And Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It is it is funny though. Like you didn't even keep the name, but you're bragging about it being named after you. Is, yeah, it's yeah. He gets so worked up about not the attack he's doing. I mean this in the nicest way possible. That's very Riley Hopkins energy because it just reminded me of like on Note Streak when we were talking about Rage Against the Machine and they got really passionate about that matchup because of a cover of a different Rage Against the Machine song. Um, <laughs> So that's 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 the connective thread I'm weaving. Anyways, Muggy Ball works. It, it's a tiny ball that comes out of his foot and blows up in the bull's face, and they're like, "Cool!" But it kind of starts to step out of the smoke anyway. This is this is the moment where I'm like, this is where it clicks together in that like that comparison to you know Joss Whedon writing the Avengers kind of thing, where you know Bond Clay runs and it does his attack, and then Luffy's like, "Hey." Can can you make your wax down here? He talks to Mister Three, and he's like, "No, it's fucking the hottest level of hell." Um, and he's like, "It'll melt in three seconds." And Luffy's like, three seconds is enough. Put some wax on my arm." And he like uses <laughs> it to like make a stronger gum gum rifle to knock down the bull. And it's just like, yeah, they were arguing two seconds ago. They they didn't they weren't together a couple hours ago. And they, like, sync together this, like, all of them do an attack on one big bad and beat it. <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. It's great. It's very good. And that's the end of that episode. Uh, my next note says that Gray Fox still sucks. Um, and there's 29 hours to execution. Uh, so this next episode, for, uh, 344, starts with Hancock leaving. And she learns from Mamunga that, uh, oh, they're planning to, to move Ace in the morning. So that's cool. Good, good information for us, the viewer, to know. And my favorite bit, I think, in this whole section is when there's like a crashing sound. And I don't remember who says it. I think it would be Mr. Three, probably, if I had to guess. But someone's like, hey, is the ceiling going up? 
and they eventually realize that they're they eventually realize that they're falling. I miss that. <laughs> um, and I love this too because while they're falling, they're arguing about like what caused it. Like Buggy's like, ah, the buggy ball must have been too strong, and Bonka's like, no, no, my kick was too strong, and Luffy's like, no, clearly it was me who hit too hard, and Mister Three's like, well, that couldn't have been me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, good, good. Uh, one, two, three punch, yeah. four punch, whatever the. There's surely there's a term. It's not r- rule of thirds because it's the fourth one. But, uh, anyways, um, we also like cut away to another part on this level where we see that Daz Bones is here. Remember him? Remember Mister One? Yeah, uh, Zoro is like, I can cut through through it. I've decided. And then he won. <laughs> that's where that's the that's the most definitive he decided to win i i don't know if that's the first time we said it but it is the i think the origin of the concept in our in our collective <laughs> yeah. uh consciousness of this podcast cool design i liked osbones a lot uh also cool, cool fucking good. name yeah um and good power uh but yeah so i don't i think that's the only is that the only time we see him he's just working down here he's working and he like gets into a fight with a guy and the guy's like Haha, you think you can beat me? And then he's like, I I was I was the next strongest guy in Crocodile's crew, and then beats him. Cool. <laughs> Great. Um yeah, it does bones exists. This is our setup for him. We check back in with the marine ships and we get a Mamanga gets a report that I'm sure you were very uh stressed <laughs> to hear. Um that uh there's a report of Shanks fighting Kaido. <laughs> So, so I'm not too familiar with the name Kaido. Is is it? Uh, is this like a crazy thing for them to just have brought up in January 17th of 2010? I mean, because I don't think they've ever mentioned that name before. I don't know if it's the first time they mentioned it. I don't remember. Just because, I mean, it would have it would have come up recently. I think, but yeah, uh, they say that Shanks fought Kaido to protect Whitebeard. And they say that, like, hey, we probably shouldn't have a bunch of, like, if a bunch of emperors actually start fighting each other, the entire world's going to collapse. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is so funny uh, to think about. Um, but, yeah, I think that might be the first time we've talked about Kaido. I don't know if they, they there might have been a scene where someone was like, yeah, the four emperors, and then named them all off. Um, mm. If I had to guess. Like, I think that might have happened, like, around the time, like, the end of Inuslabi. Okay. Because at that point we knew Shanks and Whitebeard, and we didn't know the other two. Um, and I mean, it's the thing we haven't, you know, you haven't seen Kaido yet, but um, yeah, it's a name. And uh, yeah, Shanks is uh, he he was I guess Kaido was trying to fuck with Whitebeard with everything going on, and and Shanks is like, no, Whitebeard's Whitebeard's gonna do his thing, fuck off. <laughs> um, which feels yeah. very Shanks. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's it. That like that's just a tiny scene, just kind of telling us about uh, how the world is uh, crumbling around current events, um, which is not relatable at all. Uh, and we cut back down to Luffy, and he continues to fall down this well of lava and flame. Uh, but uh, they they survive. They survive that fall. Obviously, they, we don't see it. We we no. see. We see a crude animation of another character while while another character explains it, which is because it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, if they fell on the well, they should have landed in lava and died. And they were like, well, no, they were on a rock and they had time to jump off of it. Just trust me. We we gotta we gotta be specific. 
It is blood. It is hot, boiling blood that is in this yes, floor. Yes, that is true. That is, that's at least what they say. They say that it's the the pool, yeah. like pool of the pool of blood, lake of blood. I don't remember. Burning yeah. blood, one piece, burning maybe blood it, on Xbox 360. <laughs> maybe it's the uh, it's the blood you know, like pulls up from the, uh, the the crimson tree floor thing. Maybe I don't know. This place is fucking monstrous. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna get worse. Uh, anyways, they survive, and Magellan's like, "All right, let's take this seriously. I'm gonna split my people up. You know, there's only two exits to this floor, up and down. Sadie block, uh, down, and Han Hannibal's block up. That'll, you know, they're neither of them want to do it. Hannibal, like out loud, is like, "All right, I'm gonna let them pass, so that way you can take the blame for it." Oh no, he doesn't say it out loud. He thinks it, and Magellan can just tell. That's the that's the joke yeah. of that scene. And Sadie's like Sadie's like moaning sexually about how she doesn't want to do it. And Magellan's like, Well, when you catch them, you can do whatever you want with them, which she finds appealing. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine people who just love doing harm to people ending up in a place like this. It just feels Is that the I gotta go take dinner out that's real the, quick. That, that's the metaphor <laughs> alarm. I've gotten too specific. <laughs> Magellan is splitting up the, you know, his teams to actually try and catch Luffy. Luffy is uh, again separated from Buggy and Galdino, uh, so it's just him and Bonnie Clay, and uh, he pretty quickly runs into Magellan, and that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in the next episode, we see just how bad Magellan's poison actually is. Um. Which, to be fair, we didn't really talk about it when he showed it off on the bottom floor uh, in front of Ace and Hancock, because that, that's the first time I think we see the, the Poison Hydra, which he shows off again to Luffy here soon. Um, I just want to point out that um, as he's trying to stop Luffy, Luffy's running towards what he thinks is the kitchen, because he smells food. That's, that's the groundwork here. Um, but Luffy's running down this bridge. Magellan, you know, gets in his way and stops him. Some poison starts dripping on the floor from him. And Luffy says, I'm hot, I'm mad, and I'm hungry. Get the hell out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's maybe one of my favorite lines that Luffy's gotten to say. Uh, and it's, I think uh, that should be, I think, my new Twitter bio. <laughs> um, and Bon Clay at this point. I'm, oh, what's up? I'm not sure where... Uh where it was, but just a quick thing that I wanted to when they revealed uh what that what Hancock said to Ace that Luffy was coming to save him, and then he talks to Jimbei about it. I just the 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 quick just a small line that Jimbei says is, "Oh, your brother with the straw hat that you're always talking about," and I th I think that just like always talking about is that's I don't know if he intended for that to seem big, but I was just like, "Oh shit!" I mean. He's he's talking about talks about Luffy a lot. That's, That's why cool. Yeah, Luffy never mentioned his brother. Yeah, well, yeah, Luffy doesn't. Yeah, Luffy doesn't open up in any meaningful way um, until yeah. now, really, because he's like, it, and even that's <laughs> yeah. just I have to save my brother. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I I I think it's nice to think about like Ace bragging about like like every time a newspaper comes in, it's like here's you know Luffy's new bounty because he fucked this up, and Ace being like, yeah, that's my dude. Um, I, yeah, I completely believe that. I don't think Luffy reads the newspaper. Like, I don't think Luffy, like, Luffy didn't know that Ace was in prison 
until yeah until uh granny neon mentioned it <laughs> accidentally yeah <laughs> um so yeah that's a very different dynamic between the two of them but yeah i don't i was scanning through my notes to see where i wrote down i, I must have just not written down that scene so i don't remember when it happens um but yeah he talks to jimbe about uh about what hancock said which is just um Loop my brother Luffy's in here to trying to save me, and he and he doesn't want him to. And I read that more as him not wanting Luffy to get hurt than much of anything else. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll get more. Maybe <laughs> we'll get more of what is on Ace's mind in the in the coming, you know, episodes. Who could say? Certainly not me. Uh, but yeah. So what I like about this fight with Luffy. Or, or at least this moment is that as he's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to fight this next person that's in my way. And Bon Clay's like, hey, don't actually. Like, this is someone you can't fight. So much so that when Luffy tries to, like, throws a punch, Bon Clay gets in the way of it and lets Luffy punch him. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, yeah. no, if you, it, it, once you make contact with his poison, you are done for. Which, you know, we've seen. We know that's true. Yeah. Um, so what is Luffy to do? All he do is punch. How do you... Hmm. Hmm. I ha- I have... I think I know how, but Luffy doesn't do it in these episodes. <laughs> okay. I'm Alright, uh, since we've already established he doesn't do it in these episodes, what do you think? What do you think it is? How, uh, fucking Rayleigh was able to stop, uh, Kizaru's light, or oh, how... Okay. Garp was able to punch Luffy. <laughs> sure, yeah, which we yeah, we briefly talked about that in the Amazon Lily episode. Um yeah. No, he doesn't know how to do that yet. Uh, um we know that nope. it's that concept can exist, but Luffy doesn't know how to do it. So as of now, the the stakes are big poison man Luffy can't attack him or else. And Bonclay's trying to tell him that uh, he he takes he you know makes himself look like Luffy to confuse him for a little bit, but you know obviously that's pretty thin because one of them is wearing prison garbs and uh, dancing. Uh, so it's you know they're not it's not a one to one. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of folks are just kind of dying as a side effect of him using his poison, just kind of in the in the backlash of it, which is cool. And then his he uses an attack that is. Maybe you can. Maybe it says something else in the subtitles. You can tell me, but uh, he does an attack that's in the dub. He just calls chloroform ball. That's a weird name. <laughs> yeah, especially. I mean, like it's also clearly tear gas. Um. Yeah. I'm. What? What? What did the dub say, or what did the sub say, or was it the same? Chloroform ball. Okay, yeah. it's just weird. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Weird. Uh. And it's. <laughs> Also sucks to watch right now. But at this point, like it, it affects Luffy as well. So, you know, he's he's having the effects of tear gas. Um, and he ends up kind of backed into a corner because he's like, well, I can't hit him. What am I to do? Um, Buggy and Galdino see that he's fighting Magellan and just kind of stay out of it. Yeah, they're just like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Uh, so Bon Clay is like having this emotional turmoil of like not being able to help. And I love these scenes where he's just like imagining different things he could do to, <laughs> yeah. to help. And they all end with him dead unceremoniously. Yeah. And he's like, I can't even think of a cool way to die. This is bullshit. 
Um, but yeah, I love that. I love how much he wants to help. I love those character moments for him. Uh, and at this point, Bucky and Gaudino are trying to just like, they get up to the next staircase now to get away and they run into uh, Hannibal who just tells his guards to get out of the way and let them leave um, because he wants the warden to get in trouble for it. But wouldn't you know it, <laughs> Buggy and Galdino are also fucking morons uh, because they're like, I can see through this and they start a fight anyway. <laughs> um, which gets them captured. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was the wrong... <laughs> they're like, haha, we know better when the other guy is just like actively trying to ruin it because he, he wants to be the boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> and at that point, after they attack everybody, then Hannibal's like, well, fuck, I guess I'm going to fight you now because you've made me mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they end up captured after that. And at the end of this episode, he, Luffy, we, we, we see Luffy, you know, standing off against uh, Magellan, and he's like, fuck it. I got to do something. I'll lose my fucking arms if I have to to save Ace. So he does like one big second gear jet I think bazooka or rifle or something um and there's like this huge shockwave that comes off of it like it clearly actually hurts Magellan the we zoom out from Impel down and see like a wave come out of the entire thing which is wild um that's the cliffhanger and the next episode opens with Luffy's just fucking dying now <laughs> I guess he's dead I guess he's been poisoned and this is the end of the show the opening of showing you what happens next was just just a ruse. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Luffy is, you know, immediately being affected by this strong poison that's like all over his hands and arms. Uh Bon Clay runs away crying. And then he gets trapped in a like Magellan like generates a bunch of poison fog. Um, which I think looks very cool. Yeah, it does. I love this sequence. And I I like how Luffy uh, tries to clear it up and then just doesn't do anything. Like, think, oh, fuck, he solved it. Oh, no, nope. He's still fucked. <laughs> yeah, he does a gum gum balloon, uh, which seems like it should work. But no, this is this is not something Luffy's uh, this. This whole section is kind of, you know, Luffy running up against things that he can't actually beat on his own. Yeah, which uh, is compelling and good. Um, and the fact that he goes, he, you know, he goes for it anyway and attacks him like he did in the last episode is like, um, I think a great character moment for him. And I think like, you know, we always kind of riff on when arcs, you know, do something to nerf Luffy for a little while. Yeah. Drag it out, you know, have some other plot machinations thing, change up the stakes. Um, I, th- and it's I think, bored. yeah. <laughs> and well, that's the thing is like, oh yeah, he was stuck on a fish for like two episodes of Amazon Lily, but like. I think this is the most I think any arc is like we're gonna put Luffy out of commission for a while, and it's like I think this is the most that has been a compelling character moment for him, um, because it's not just like yeah he lost like like it's very similar I think to the crocodile one, but like the difference between crocodile where everyone's like yeah he's strong you can't fight him and he does it anyway, and he learns something from it, but he you know would have died if not for Robin. But this is like, he's told the poison will kill him, and he says, fuck it, I don't care, I need to move forward for Ace, and these are the consequences. The rest of this episode is like, you know, Buggy and uh, and Galdino are captured and then saved by Bon Clay, 
Um, he turns into a, a sexy woman to distract Hannibal. I think it's supposed to be Nami. That's what I wasn't sure. I thought I recognized her voice, but we never actually see who he, what he looks like. Well, something I noticed when in the sub, at least, what it sounds like when he when he's doing it is like um, either Kazuki Yao like trying to do a character's voice or something else. Because when he turned into Luffy for a moment as like a distraction. In one of the episodes, it just sounded like some woman doing the voice, so I don't know if it was just, like, uh-huh. Luffy's voice actress just... Because Luffy is voiced by a woman, right? I believe sure. so, yeah. I think in, in the in the dub as well, Colleen Clinkenbeard. I have, okay. a, I, I have a note actually written down about her, because there's a moment where, he's, where Luffy in the dub screams, that's enough, and I was like, shit, is Colleen Clinkenbeard in Summer Wars? <laughs> and the answer is yes. <laughs> because the the screaming of that's enough is something that runs through my head all the time. Anyways. Um, but uh, when he is disguised as Luffy, it just sounded like some woman like doing the voice. Same with like when he was Zoro when he first popped up. It wasn't just Zoro talking. It was like Von Clay trying to sound like Zoro. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like that's, well, that's the thing. I, I, I've heard it sometimes where... It kind of sounds like, oh, it's the actual voice actor doing doing a voice, like when with doing the, zombies, the intonation, was, yeah, of of Bon like Clay. When, it, when their shadows were put in zombies, the characters were like doing a a weirder version of their usual voice, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, and like watching it, you know, in the sub before, I always kind of felt like it was the actual character's voice actor doing the weird Bon Clay stuff, mm. like like. Luffy's voice actress being way over the top. Um, okay. And that's kind of how I feel the, do it with watching the dub. Like, the dub, it's very clear. Um, yeah. Because, like, Zoro and, and, uh, and you know, the dub voice for Bon Clair, not similar at all. But, like, there's, like, <laughs> they're, they're putting a little stank on it, you know? They're, like, they're, like, <laughs> it's, it's, they're, they're, they're playing it as if it were, what if Bon Clay had the voice of Zoro? And I think that works. Um... I think that's one of the harder things to pull off. Like when I when I see movies that pull that off, I'm endlessly impressed. All the characters in in like Terminator Two that are supposed to be the T one thousand. Oh, I love those performances. Or uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible Three, who is like um, perfect, uh, perfectly playing that Tom Cruise as in a Philip Seymour Hoffman mask. Have Have you? Uh, are you familiar with the movie Face Off? <laughs> I'm familiar with it, but I haven't seen so, it so i mean the, I, the movie know. is it's nick cage and john travolta. Uh, john travolta and the whole thing in the movie is they like switch places so like one pretends to be the other mm-hmm. which is already a, a a recipe for just madness I, because i want his do. face but off. the the funniest thing about it is the first scene they shot of that movie is the climax of the movie so you think wow. you know They'd want to shoot the movie, so, like, after, like, however long it took shooting, but at the end, Nick Cage has a feel on how to be John Travolta. John Travolta has a feel on how to be Nick Cage, right? Mm -hmm. No. That's not what they did at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, shot orders are are weird around schedules, and yeah, hypothetically, pre-production, they should have that already, but, um, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, movies are... The sh- the sh- whenever I learn about what order things are shot in movies, it breaks my brain um, yeah. a lot of the times. But uh, anyways, yeah, I, I also, that reminded me of Freaky Friday, which is another great example, um, which I haven't seen in a long time, but I remember it fondly. 
I just I really love um Jamie Lee Curtis. Fair. Yeah, so yeah, so Bonnie Clay saves these two idiots. Um I think that's the last we see of them for now. And then uh I think the rest of the episode is just Luffy's final stand. Yeah. Which is yeah, Luffy uh you know, we we cut back to him he's slamming his head against the ground, which is, you know, depressing and sad. There's a scene where we uh Ace asks a guard you know, hey, is anything happening upstairs? And they say, no, nothing at all. Um, and Ace is like, you know, worried about Luffy. And Luffy uh, is trying to punch Magellan, and he keeps missing. And Magellan's not even fucking trying. He's just standing <laughs> there. And uh, Luffy, what he does next is he throws his fist, you know, he throws his foot, I think, a kick into, like, above the fire or something. Yeah. I don't know exactly why. I, I was like, is he trying to burn off poison? Or is he trying to punch with a hot... Like, is he trying to fire fist this? I didn't really follow it. I must have blinked. Do you? What, what, what's your read on that, if you have one? I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure. Like, my, my thought going into this is, like, second gear is going to be overpowered because it's already hot. So he's going to be, like, extra hot. That could be it. Gear second. But... He goes second he gear. He hasn't done anything that, like, uh, shows that? <laughs> Yeah, he goes second gear. That's an interesting line of thought. But I, yeah, I didn't connect those dots if that's what they were going for. Uh, but he does go second gear. He screams, that's enough. I write down about, you know, I, I pause it. I check the credits for Summer Wars' English dub. Oh, it's, uh, oh, he died. Okay, he's dead. The show is over. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <Pretty much. laughs> what a wonderful cliffhanger. And I, I, you know, I really do feel like as, as a... Uh, as anticlimactic as it is, I kind of feel like we've discussed everything there is to discuss of these episodes. Like, do you have any other like thoughts on, on these or we'll check in with your predictions at the end, but <laughs> which I'm very excited about, I'll, I'll say. Um, but yeah, do you, do you have any other thoughts on this chunk so far or impel down so far? It's scary. That's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said at the top, uh, I think it's a great introduction to, you know, the environment, the characters at play, you know, we meet so many people really fast. I think it's a, a great setup and we've already kind of got this weird, you know, cliffhanger. You know, Luffy's already gone up against uh, a big bad and lost. So we'll see what he learns from that, how he uh, handles things going forward. And we'll see if he saves his brother Ace. I'm sure he will. Surely. So, yes, I as I said before, we'll check in with your predictions next time after we do our plugs. Uh, but uh, as of now, we're going to do those plugs. Uh, so, Jory, uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at, at NoImJory. Uh, tweeting where stuff is going on. Depending on where, when this goes up, I don't know what the what's going on in my state by the time this goes up, but uh, as of the recording, a lot of my tweets are me going to daily protests here in Rapid City, South Dakota. That's right. There's even people in Rapid City, South Dakota, who don't like that police exist. It's it's incredible to think. Uh, don't just say places like this or like the rural South or just fly over states. Who cares about them? Because fuck you. There's a lot of people who live here and who aren't uh, as bad Absolutely. as you claim to be. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. It's not just racist white people out here. Some people would like it to not be that because they have family who lives here. I, I got uh, a couple podcasts here. On the network, um, I should probably figure out doing stuff for those soon, but you know, yeah, you know, life, things are life happening. Is, uh, 
the the world's falling apart and I haven't worked in three months and you know there's there's things that happen to your brain when life's like that. Uh but if you want to check them out anyway, there's Wrestling One Catch Wrestling Fan Podcast with my friend Cameron, and then there's Citizen Hank King has first season of King of the Hill with a bunch of different people. Hell yeah. How about you? Oh yeah, um, I was also on your podcast. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Which doesn't narrow it down much, but <laughs> that came out <laughs> since the last time we recorded. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't narrow it down. I'd like to get to a point where it does. Um but I yes, you were on Nervous Rex, um, another show where I drag someone through an anime they haven't seen before. And uh, you know, we were talking about oh, I hit the microphone. We were talking about Ner um Neon Genesis Evangelion and uh in between uh, end of Evangelion and the rebuild films. We are dipping into Gunbuster and Diebuster. As of the time that this, uh, when you're hearing this, they're both out because they're both out when we're recording it. But um, <laughs> it's been this long since we since Jory and I have recorded. Uh, yeah, but Jory was on the uh, Gunbuster episode. Your first time watching the anime. You really enjoyed it. Um, I thought our discussion was great. Um, I also think the Diebuster episode discussion was great. We talked for a really long fucking time. Probably the most detailed podcast on die buster ever to be made if i had to guess um <laughs> really got in the fucking weeds about it um we had a, a guest whose name is blake who has seen it several times and is as invested in the shit as i am um but uh yeah so those those episodes have been great i'm excited to get into the rebuild film soon and uh jory you oh, will yeah. be back for 2.0 so because um, that's that's that one that one's just like if if someone's like Sh- show me art. I just I'm off chance. Uh, I don't think Chris hit the the override sequence in that yes. movie is art. That is like the pinnacle of cinema. That is Kino. <laughs> like- yeah, like yeah. <laughs> when uh yeah um when we were talking before about like uh specifically Suramaki's career, and I was like, you know, it's cool that he's doing things that. Ano aren't involved in, but the best thing he's ever done is going to be with Ano because 2.0 is the peak of like everyone involves career. It's like I'm the, really like a nice mix of, of retelling of Vigilia, but also fucking changing fucking it up. Yeah. Shit they change. Like, I, uh, if, if you're interested in like my, like, I've already written about, um, uh, the rebuilds a little bit because I wrote about a piece comparing it to the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, you can find that at ghostofjoke.substack.com. I, I didn't. That hadn't happened yet, but since the last time we recorded, Final Final Fantasy VII wasn't out <laughs> the last time we recorded. I don't think so. Um. Uh. So yeah, go. You can check out that piece. I'm on social media, Ghost of Joe. I haven't really been active anywhere lately. Can't imagine why. But uh, getting back into the swing of making podcasts, so maybe I'll be tweeting about it again soon. Um. But uh, yeah. What else is there? To plug, uh, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash wearewatchingop. Uh, the $1 level will get you these episodes early and our bonus episodes. We ran out of movies to do commentaries for, so haven't quite decided what to do uh, for this month yet. Um, I did put out a uh, a little post on Patreon about it. I got like two suggestions. One of them was about watching other anime, which I don't know if we'll... Um, consider because we already don't have time for this show. Uh, but um, <laughs> it'd yeah, have like, to be like a thirty-minute OVA. If we yeah, yeah. So like, um, I think I think right now we we joked about earnest movies earlier, but I think we're leaning <laughs> uh, at least for this month probably like a 
a one-off little like jokey commentary thing, or not commentary, but like uh, we we pick a topic and we riff on it for like <laughs> however long we can. We, we um, fuck around, yeah. Probably be the Hancock one unless we think of something better. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll well, we might you know open up uh you know comment boxes for patrons again. So again, that's just the one dollar level for you to to get up there for now. Hey, and thank you to our patrons for uh, the month of June. Thank you to Adam, Andrew, Ashok, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Damien, Deus Aquius. I'm sorry about that if I pronounced that wrong. Eric V. Heidi, Jay Harkins, Jackson, Jamesus, Cat, Another Cat, Kyle, Lucas, Marcus, Martin, Morgan, Peter, Riley, Stella, Stephen, Another Stephen, and Tyler. Um, we're also on Twitter at We Are Watching OP. I uh, will occasionally, you know, shit post or post a meme or retweet stuff. Um, I'll just check it every now and then. Honestly, same with the guy that memorized thread. Right? It was just sometimes I switch to that account and fuck around. <laughs> but yeah, we'll also, we also tweet about when episodes are coming out and stuff. So uh, there's that. Um, I think that's it to, to do the plugs. So I, I think it's time, Jory. Lay, us on, lay, lay it on us. What you think uh, is going to happen in this next chunk of episodes? Where is Impel Down going? Luffy died, uh, as far as I can tell. I'm trying to. Yeah, um, I, I can hear your brain like spinning. Be like, how do I say that Luffy <laughs> saves Ace and that he died? <laughs> oh, I've I've got okay, it. It took great. me getting through that to do it. So you know, you know how Bon Clay he, he and Jane Chappie oh looks, God. right? <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I'm going with this already. So. Uh, he's, he's gonna make himself a, he's gonna like, he's gonna promise to Luffy that he'll, he'll carry on and do everything that Luffy wanted to do. So he is going to pretend to be Luffy for 800 episodes. 500 more episodes. <laughs> and, and no one's gonna question why he can't turn to rubber now. No, no one. Um, and he's gonna, he's gonna save Ace and Ace is gonna be like, thanks little bro. I just want you to know, even though we have we don't have great parents, I I I love you, bro. And then he's Monclay's almost gonna break character because he's he's so he feels so bad that Luffy is dead. And that's what a lot of it's gonna be. <laughs> Every heart wrenching moment is gonna be worse because they don't know they're not talking to Luffy. <laughs> uh huh. I have a a question that is related to predictions. Who do you think Ace's? All who right. do you think Ace's dad is? <laughs> I don't know. Had you even considered it before I said anything? No. Okay. Uh, you know, um, that's fine. We don't. At, you know, <laughs> at, at this point, I'm just assuming you fuck it. Uh, well, I, I, I'm still gonna go with Luffy is uh travels through time and becomes uh Gold Roger, and then he's also his brother's dad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking weird. Because they just keep being like, he's just like Gold Roger. It's because he is, right? That's obviously what it is. It's gotta be. Um, God. He's the time time fruit. The time time fruit. I think... Allows him to stretch through time because he's also rubber. Fuck! <laughs> That's what happens when... <laughs> Redacted, never mind. Um, that's that's like what gear seven is. Gear you can seven. stretch through time. <laughs> Fuck, so many gears. Um, 
Well, thank you for your wonderful predictions. I'm sure they'll all come true. Um, as, always, as always, I have yet to get one wrong. Yeah, you always, you always, you, Jorian never misses. Um, and on that note, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, to be, to be continued. <laughs>